Hello and welcome to episode 156 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the tubular yeast, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Young, dumb, and full of cum. Ah, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it one bit. On on this week's episode, we got HBO Max, My Hobbit Woes, What We're Watching, and Diane Kruger Returns, along with other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Point Break. God, that quote though. It's so bad. Pass. So How bad. about least favorite parts of the movie? Starting now. That quote. <laughs> it's so bad, but it's so good. I, oh, I, I watch it and I, I double took and then I started dying laughing and then I paused the movie so that I could continue my laughter, open my notes, create my notes for this episode, and write that as my intro. <laughs> Ugh. Because I, I was like, nothing that happens in this movie will top this as far as the intro for this episode. So, yeah, um, fair. And funny that you should mention Diane Kruger and her effect because I watched mm. Unknown last week. Uh, the lesser known of the Liam Neeson's movies. I was going to say, that's that's a Neeson, right? Yeah, that was during, that Liam Neeson's, that though. That was during <laughs> the, 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 the run of those of like movies starting with Taken. I, I believe it's the same director as Taken. The two, the two oh, of them okay. have done like three or four movies together. It's like it's Joan Colette Sarah. He's a, a French or French Canadian, I forget, um, director. And uh, okay. he did that movie. And Diane Kruger um, is one of the main characters in that. Huh. Decent movie. Um, huh. a, t- a twist that I truly did not see coming. Um, I feel like I've seen this, but I don't remember it. Which is on brand for the movie. Um, okay. <laughs> I remember it's a movie, movie coming out. That in many ways. Is there? Yeah. No, it's a movie I definitely remember coming out because there was a huge promotional tour for that movie, and it was yeah. on the back of Taken. It was a couple of years later; it was like three years later or something like that. That's right. So, like, I remember seeing right. a million commercials for this movie, and I just never got to seeing it. And like, oh, last weekend or the weekend before, I forget. Um, like, me and the family were looking for something to watch on like Friday or Saturday night. We're scrolling through different movies, uh, like different platforms. We're on like Prime. Um, like Netflix, HBO Max, and that one came across our uh, our desk, and we're like, "Yeah, let's give this one a shot." None of us had ever seen it. I knew the movie; they weren't even familiar with the movie, so uh, it was a good time. Well, so serious question: title of the movie, intentional or working title that they just went whatever <laughs> and left it there? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say probably a bit of both, actually. Title of this movie unknown <laughs> like unknown yeah we don't really have a good idea for it it's like well i mean you know what it does fit thematically uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice all right al what do you got so for me drinking? not my first pick okay That's well hang on sure. first of all you're gonna have to give me a real quick second because i gotta take these headphones off because then i have Uh-oh. to take this shirt off dude dude oh wow i didn't even realize properly I, I didn't feel right and definitely didn't feel right that's fine I just said that it didn't feel right, and I didn't know why. Yes, it was because, and it's funny because I was wearing like a gray shirt, so it probably wasn't even like super noticeable. Um, sure. Now, admittedly, I wish I was wearing my Newberg Juice Boss shirt because you and I both sure. own those shirts, and that's about the only shirt exception I'll make for this show. But I'm not walking up two mm-hmm. flights of stairs, and you probably don't know where yours is off the top of your head. I know exactly where mine is. <laughs> Fair enough. I retract that. I I have one drawer. <laughs> you have one drawer. <laughs> It has my shirts in it. And then I have another drawer that has my shorts in it. And that's it. Do you not have a drawer for your socks and underwear? 
Okay, so <laughs> in the dresser, I have the okay. I have I do have two tiny drawers in my nightstand that have my socks and underwear. Wait, you have clothes in your nightstand? That's I right. Know, that's unacceptable. What else am I going to put in there? Well, not that though. What? Well, I have nothing else. They would just be empty. They would either be empty or they would be full of junk if I didn't. Well, that's put those what that's what a nice end for. It's for junk. Trick. No, no, trinkets, no, no, no. Odds and ends. This drawer right here on my right is for drunk. Dude, and you know what's drunk? in there? Dr- drunk. I didn't even have it set of the beer yet. What? What's in this junk drawer? Guitar picks. A lot of them because I don't use the pick. I just play with my fingers. A book on how to play the harmonica. <laughs> And the harmonica. <laughs> no, no, no. These, these are nightstand <laughs> items. It's for junk. No, no. Um, odds and ends, doodads, gizmos. Okay, the the top drawer. Drawer is a hard word for me to say. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, no, I've given it down up every time I say ago. it. It's a draw. Okay, so, oh, God, I've written all over my hand. <laughs> uh, um, the, the top drawer of my nightstand is it does have random things in it, like a lockbox. Not so random, but like a knitted hat that I'm pretty, it was a costume hat, uh, uh, an unopened Lincoln Park CD, <laughs> um, and <laughs> a bandana, a watch, my wedding ring. Why is your wedding ring? Yeah, that's Why about it. So it is, is it, wedding ring in there and not on your- because I don't wear it all the time. Um, because one, the I wear the nice one when I'm wearing nice clothes, which is very rare. Hang on a second. Hang As you know, second. Before, I only have two drawers of clothes. Before you, before you continue, <laughs> because you're just opening yeah. like rabbit hole after rabbit hole here. You have more than one sure. wedding ring? Yes. I have the nice one, and then I have the silicone one that I can wear whenever. This is too much. This All of this is too much. No. No, no. It's Sensory great. The silicone one is great because you could, you could wear it when you're, when you're doing anything. You're doing something active. You're working in the garage. No big deal, right? It's an everyday. It's nice. It's kind of like a. It's like a. It's like a, it's like an almost black gray. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not quite black, but it's almost there. You know what I'm talking about? You know the color, and uh, <laughs> and I and I put that. I wear that one mostly, um, except I take it off when I go to sleep, and then sometimes I forget to put it on. <laughs> so that's right now. That's where it is. It's in the drawer. Sometimes it's on the little giraffe. That's in the window of the kitchen because when I'm washing dishes, I take it off as well. Yes, my my parents both have places that they leave their rings up above all the time. The, well, yeah, that too, but on the windowsill for the dishing, like the dishwashing and the cooking. Do I not know how to use a pen? The pen is blue. There's there is ink everywhere. Yeah, no, I. It's confusing because it's not even like confined to one section of your hand. It's all, all no, all no. Over. There's some on the palm under my thumb. There's some on the outside of my hand. There's the, the the most fascinating is the amount of ink that's on my middle finger at the tip. Yes, I thought you were bleeding actually. Yeah, very weird. It looks like chocolate. Don't like it. But it's ink. <laughs> Al, what are we drinking? <laughs> oh yeah, back to the thing that I kind <laughs> of half alluded to. We're drinking Newberg Brewing Company's Juice Boss. Um, me and Anthony both have shirts for it. Anthony is a little uncomfortable right. in his shirt. Um, Mine is in the second drawer <laughs> of the night. Of, not the nightstand. We the wore them together at the beach. It's a That's great right. tank top. For, for, it is a fantastic tank top. You know what I realized? I think my biggest problem with the tank top, um, I have an obscene amount of armpit hair. <laughs> And it it just kind of comes out the sides yeah. <laughs> when I'm wearing a tank top. I mean, you don't, don't have like, the most have... armpit hair I've seen of it. It's not something I've ever noticed. That's fair. Particularly, 
like too much for you. So like, but what you have called out as being too much hair is my hobbit feet. <laughs> that I have done. Um, and it was necessary. It was warranted. Um, Which is funny because I also, it, like, I have that, right? I've got I've got hobbit feet. I've got random patches of hair on my back. Oh, so do I. Facial hair doesn't grow in. <laughs> it's all over the yeah, place. Grow, it's in different grow, spots. You grow a it's... really <laughs> legitimate douchebag. That's true. I had one for quite I some know, time. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we're drinking the Boss IPA Collaboration Series companion to the shirts that we own, which are phenomenal. Um, it's got a bigger version of the logo of this, which mm. is the trademark Newberg robot guy. Um, but he's sailing a boat, and it's pretty great. Yeah. He looks like he's having the time of his life, honestly. Um, he really, yeah, he's quite happy. The, he's got quite the grin. Yes. This was the July collaboration with Sloop Brewing. Sloop? Um, they also make good beer. What's that? They also make good beer. Yes. Um, the funny thing about this one is it's got this little logo on top that says brewed with heart. And oh, it's got a heart. Would you look at that? Half the heart <laughs> is a beer. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, they should put that on all their cans. Yes, they should. I, well, I don't know why they wouldn't have. Uh, this is their third annual Juicy Juicy Brew with Sloop. It's 7.0 alcohol by volume. Um, it's, of course, a pint. It's proudly brewed and canned by Newberg Brewing Company in Newburgh, New York, USA. Um, I didn't see your glass. I'm, of course, drinking mine from my Newberg glass. I'm assuming you're doing the same. I'm not. I'm drinking it out of this fun glass that I've been using a lot lately. <laughs> it's a fun little tulip-type glass. Uh, I'm going to shame you much the way that I shamed Brian earlier for not joining us in this episode. But, what, just capital, capital letters? Shame? Yes. Uh, the only thing is, does the whole beer fit in there? Don't let that loud slurp fool you. Of course it does. <laughs> oh, I guess we're trying it. Cheers. Don't let the fact that I drank it earlier and also I'm dripping all over myself fool you. It, of course, fits in this glass. Mm. There's so much beer. Oh. There's so much beer. We're coming out of the gates, Al. We're back, right? Is this the first episode of the year? Yes. We're back? We have a well, new actually, beer. Well, it's the second one because we released one on New Year's Day. Oh, that's right. Nailed it. <laughs> Against all odds. Against all odds. Because we, well, two things. One, we recorded it technically at the very end of 2022. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony had to, you know, be able to render and put that together considering Gary accidentally sabotaged our it. recording of that episode. He did. <laughs> like a lot. In more than one way. And it was fantastic. Like a lot in more than one way. <laughs> one of which we can discuss and one of which we cannot discuss. Yeah. <laughs> which I totally forgot. Uh, you just said that. <laughs> we could never oh, discuss man. that. No, no, that one's lost to history. That's in the archives. That's for uh, that's spin shoe eyes only. Oh, um, spin shoe only. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know, those, those this lost beer, archives though, we've talked about since like the beginning of the show. This is one that's going to be yeah. in the second level of archives that never gets shown. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh boy, uh, we're coming out of the gates hot. I'm going four thuckles. Four thuckles. Okay. I mean, it's a phenomenal beer. I love this beer. Um, mm. I had some already. Um, I think I, I gave you a whole four pack, right? You you have other ones, right? See, that's what I could. I was looking at the guy sail on the boat, and I was like, I know I have the shirt, but I'm pretty sure I had this one a few times, and I think that's true. I think you gave me a four pack, and I drank all of them except the one that we're having. Yeah, so now. we have this mysterious thing where you've lost or misplaced and or drank a whole four pack of Juice Boss, and I seem to have misplaced a whole four pack of Terra Boss. Either that, or you and I are forgetting that we did it for a show already. 
Okay, see, that was my other concern when I picked up the beer. I know we're 156 episodes in. It's not unlikely. Yeah, no, I mean, it would have been within the last six months, and I just don't remember every Newberg beer we've done. I don't remember every beer we've done. That's right. And I was just too lazy to go back and see if we did it in another episode. Sure. Do we have a running list? That should be a page on the spin Well, for site. one thing, <laughs> it is predominantly on untapped, the Flix and SX untapped, which I have not really oh. updated for the last, like, probably 15 episodes. Am I following the Flix and SX untapped? I, I believe so, <laughs> though I'm not 100% sure. We, oh, nice. We only have, like, 10 followers, and some of them are okay. our friends, and that's great because mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they toast us and tag us and stuff, and we do the same for them, and it's, it's a good little, it's a little community. It's a good community. We'd like to grow that community if anyone would like to join us. That's right. Join us. Please. And when you say we, you of course mean you. Because I wasn't even certain I was following it. I certainly am not logged into it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. So this beer is four thuckles. Yeah, this is definitely in the three to four thuckle range. It's a phenomenal beer. Uh, it smells delightful. Very happy From the it. second you open mm-hmm. it, you can smell it. And it smells great. Um, as I was yep. trying to avoid this spilling all over me and failing at that. Um, I was holding it awkwardly in front of me to try and catch the spillage in my hand. And so it mm. left me in the perfect position to be just constantly whiffing the aroma of this beer. Uh, okay. Oh, it's a happy accident. It's delightful. It's so citrusy and bright. Yeah. It's like a, it's like, it's like a mimosa, but better. <laughs> it's got like a little bit of that dryness, right? It's got the sweetness of the orange juice. Yes. But it's, it has a similar flavor, but it tastes like beer, not champagne. Nice and hoppy, but not like overly. It's uh, it's yeah. the properly it's properly balanced in its hoppage. It's got it's got that it's got that perfect bitter. It's not like bitter, perfect, but it's there. Perfect amount of bittering taste, lovely hop aroma, mm. but it doesn't overpower the juicy citrusy aroma. Hop aroma would be a good band name. Okay, okay, I could get on board with that. Oh, uh, speaking of band names, Kim and I have a pact that if a rock band were to come out again, and we were to buy all the instruments again, and start up a new rock band, you know how you name your band? How? You, like, you go in and you name oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. I thought you were name. asking me like the best way to name no, no. it. No, no. No, you name it. And we decided that when we do this, the name of our band is going to be Ubots Stugots. Why? Because we were done watching The Sopranos, and that was a phrase that we kept saying to each other. Nice, nice. <laughs> Uh, speaking Sorry, of... Sorry, anytime I hear, anytime I hear Stugats, <laughs> I always think of my favorite radio show that's no longer a radio show, or technically it's a pirate radio show, but exists only in podcast form. It's the Dan Leptard Show. They, they seceded mm-hmm. from ESPN. I really stuttered there for a second. They seceded mm-hmm. from ESPN and currently are free agents, and they're doing a ridiculous, ridiculous podcast. Um, it's a good time. Um, nice. Predominantly sports. Is that what you're listening to? No, that's not my note for what I'm listening to. I'm oh, always wow. listening to okay. that. I have another note. Bonus. Bonus listen. Uh, I like confirmed, it. Well, that being said, I think we should just move into it. Six. Oh, nice. Score. Yeah. I knew it. I knew I was loyal to this team. <laughs> um, let's get into some news and nuggets. What are you listening to? Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> so now I'm curious. <laughs> okay, so I stumbled across this. I follow on Twitter um, the chief head, whatever it is, TV critic for Rolling Stone, Alan Seppenwall. I've mentioned him on the show in the past. He does mm-hmm. good work. I, I enjoy reading his stuff. He started this podcast, which apparently they've been recording episodes for for like almost a year now. 
Mm-hmm. And they're only just releasing the first of them. And I I'm, there's going to be more, I'm sure. But they've released two episodes of it. I listened to one of the two episodes. Um, so it's called Too Long Didn't Watch. <laughs> okay. And it's a ridiculous, ridiculous premise. It's really gimmicky, but it's fun. Um, so they take a celebrity, particularly it seems they're going for actors in TV shows. And okay. they pick a show that they've never watched before. And he watches with that person the first episode of a TV show. They discuss his, the, his or her thoughts on that show. Then they watch the <laughs> final episode of that TV show and just see what shakes loose. <laughs> I like that. That's really it's fun. It's totally absurd. It really is gimmicky. <laughs> um, they play sure. very small clips. I've only listened to one of the two episodes, like I said. Uh, they play some small clips of the two of them watching together. So it's kind of a mystery science theater type of deal where you can hear the episode underneath. And it's the two of them having a conversation while they're watching. So the one I watched was Allison Brie on, she was watching Game of Thrones, which is both the best and worst possible show for this idea. Sure. Because sure. it's the most ridiculous you can get for this idea. And also it's such a bad example because there's, <laughs> listen, there are people who actively watched every single episode of that show who barely fucking know what happened. Right. Let alone someone who watched the first and last of the, whatever it was, 73 episodes of this show. Right. But do they have to, does it have to be something that they've, that they've never seen, yes, like that, that he's never that, seen as well, the host? No, no. Alan has watched all the shows because there's shows. That okay. No, no. The, the, the guest for each episode hasn't seen I see. the show. And he watches. Does he fill in the blanks for them? <laughs> I think I have to listen to this. This sounds it's great. It's a fun time. It's only, they're only like the two episodes are both 40 ish minutes. The other one, which I didn't get okay. a chance to listen to yet is John Hamm watching gossip. And it's the first time <laughs> of that. Which awesome. I've never seen that obviously, but I've seen all game of Thrones. Um, it's, it is kind of funny that the first two episodes are both people from Mad Men, but you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So the way they did it was, like he started by asking her like what her perceptions, what she knows about Game of Thrones. Then they watched the first episode and they played probably like it's about a two minute clip of they condensed down like a couple of snippets of different scenes from the pilot and him and her talking about what's going on during them. So like you hear okay. spoilers for the first episode of Game of Thrones, like she's trying to figure out what's going on with all the incest in the first five minutes of the, the episode and figure out who the, some of sure. the characters are. And then it jumps to like, Oh, who the hell is this? And then it jumps to Bran watching Cersei and Jamie together and, and Bran getting thrown off the, and her reaction to that happening in real time. Like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? And then, and then it's <laughs> kind of like a Q and a of like, okay, so what did you get out of this episode? You know, yeah. If this is if you just watch this, like, would you be interested in watching? And then like the rest of the show, and then it's like, okay, give me some like thoughts, like what you think is going to happen in the show based on what you've seen. Which for that show is just absurd, right? Like, there's no way, right? <laughs> right. And she's like right. wildly off on the majority of it. There's a couple of things actually she got surprisingly close to, um, and all nice. that. And it's like it's great because especially since she's an actress, she's just calling all of them by the actors and actresses' names because like she knows half of the people. You know what I mean? And right. Um, then they kind of have like a little break and then they jump into the watching the finale. They again, they do the quick little couple of clips 
you know, like, you know, okay, so what do you think is going to happen? Or, you know, like, you can see he's kind of asking leading questions where it's like, okay, so what do you think is going to happen here? And, like, it's, you know, spoilers for the finale of Game of Thrones. You know, they start with that speech right at the beginning where Danny's giving her big victory speech to the Dothraki and all of her, like, followers and all that. And she kind of knows what's going on. And, like, she's like, oh, cool. Like, she won. Like, uh, yeah, great. That, that's what I want to happen. <laughs> John, oh, John's going to kill her, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> she's like, oh my god! And, you know, it's like, oh, that's shit. great. Wait, they're together now. They're hooking. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> and then they talked out what she felt about the finale. Did she think she could follow in any way, shape, or form what happened? You know, based on what she's seen in the first and last episode, would she be interested in watching? Like all that sort of stuff. And then, like, they revisited some of her predictions from watching the pilot to see how they worked out. And other sort of things, you know, and they asked some other like guided questions. They gave her some like multiple choice to like guess. Um, it, it was just, it was fun. It's a totally ridiculous premise. This does not feel like the type of thing that, that could be sustainable long term because sure. it really is ridiculous, but it, it was fun. It was entertaining. It's a messy show, but it was fun. It'd be fun to watch one for Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm, that's I'd gotta like to be one that. that happens eventually, I'm guessing. Like, I would assume uh, so. I don't know who the other ne- next episodes are gonna be. But uh, the first two are out. I know that they're. I don't know if they're going to be releasing them like weekly or monthly. But like, there's there's definitely more to come. Like I said, I think he said that they've recorded these two episodes like in like March or April of last year, like right after quarantine started. Mm. Gotcha. That's that's cool. I I would definitely. I'll t- I'll check that out. That sounds like a lot of fun. And they're not that long. Like I said, right they're, they're like forty minute episodes, forty five minute episodes, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have news, and I think you had one I new. Do. So why don't you give us that? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to type in something real quick. Uh, Jeopardy. Hmm. So last week, uh, when this episode airs, it'll be about a week ago, um, was the final episode that they had recorded with Alex Trebek. Um, hmm. Down the stretch. Well, most of this year, honestly, I watched a whole lot of Jeopardy. It's been a like a mainstay of my life. I don't know for you how it's been and how... how like attentively you've watched jeopardy um but from like not not a great deal um now or like in the past many years but back when i lived with our grandparents um that it was always on it was every night well so they were big on jeopardy and wheel right yeah um so yeah as a a child we watched it a ton um then like through like as i was like getting into like my teenage years like we watched Jeopardy most of the year, then it kind of became a struggle or like a like a kind of a conflict between that and like watching like baseball. Like me and my dad would want to watch the Yankees most of the year when they were on, but we would usually mm. flip back and forth between Jeopardy and the Yankees for that seven to seven thirty hour, and then the Yankees would be like seven thirty on type of thing. Um, mm. And then I kind of lost track of it a bit, maybe six or seven years ago for a couple of years, mostly schedule related, where a lot of times I would not be around for dinner type of thing and so i didn't watch it very often for a few years and then more off and on again for the last couple of years and then this year was really probably just because of the nature of you know the pandemic and being home although during the summer there were some nights where i wasn't getting home from work until like eight so i just didn't get to see it but really honestly for the most of 2020 i watched you know probably 85 percent of the episodes that aired during the course of the year but really down the stretch Especially as, you know, it's been a couple of years since Alex had been dealing with his pancreatic ca- cancer. You know, was trying to watch as many of them as possible because I could feel it subconsciously at first and then more consciously as it felt 
like this is like one of those few remaining ties to my childhood and also you know he's how long could he really last and then when the announcement came out in sure. the fall that he died i kind of made a conscious effort like man i want to watch every last one that i can down sure. the stretch here and they were supposed to actually air at the week of christmas i believe his final week um because they took a quick break at one point and then they kind of pushed it off to after the new year and so the final episodes the final week of his run aired between um well last last week uh, up until the eighth the eighth was his last episode and it was mm-hmm. nice to be able to see them all um oh, just to be able to nice. have that connection and um so I wasn't sure if you saw any of all of that, but uh, you know, I, and I've always enjoyed it. Now, I'm good I, at trivia, so like I've always enjoyed Jeopardy. Oh yeah, I I love it. I love watching it. And I enjoy it. I also like I have I have seen it a bunch in the past year, and um, I was like surprised that I was answering things, and I feel like I because like I guess the last time that I watched it, I must have been I was like much younger probably, and I, I like knew nothing that was going on, and now it was just like I would answer things that'd be like wait. Why do I know that? <laughs> so that was that was fun, um, but it's uh, no. I always enjoyed it, but I was never really like super tied to like. I never like continued with it's, it. So. It's funny because that's I was always good at it, but like mm-hmm. obviously got better the older I got. Uh, it was especially funny because last week during one of the last, it wasn't the last one. It was like I want to say the second to last one of his. Honestly, if I was on that day, I would have won. Big time because like the winning score was like eight thousand dollars and like there was like a run I think in Double Jeopardy where like no one got the right answer for like eight questions like there was like one right eight questions and I was like I answered like all of them correctly like in Double Jeopardy I was like holy shit I would have won like fucking forty thousand dollars if I was on this I would have I would have won Jeopardy I would have I absolutely would have won that day now I I don't know that I would have gone on any sort of run of course but like. That day, I, I for sure, like, it was not even, like, a question. It's not hubris, arrogance, any way, shape, or I yeah. would have won that day. I answered, like, 90% of the questions right, and collectively, the three of them only answered probably 60% of them right. All three of them. Mm. I was like, holy shit. And, I mean, that's just how it happens sometimes, right? There's just categories like, yeah. you know, that don't line up. But this week, they started off with what comes next. And so it looks like the first month or so, is going to be episodes that are guest hosted by Ken Jennings. So he's been on this okay. week. I think he said he's recorded about 30 episodes. And today they announced what's coming next after him because they're going to do a rotating cast of guest hosts. It looks okay. like everyone... And then Nicole Brown. Not not so far. <laughs> um, Damn. <laughs> I just want her to host everything. She's great. Well, so they announced <laughs> like an additional four hosts. It sounds like each of them is going to get a week. and like So it sounds like they're going to do a rotating cast of everyone gets a week and then we'll do more. And they'll probably release them in batches as... Like, mm-hmm. they, so the first batch that comes after Ken Jennings, I don't know what the date is that his ends. Like I said, I think it was 30 episodes, but <clears throat> the guest hosts that are coming after Ken are Katie Couric, um, Bill Whitaker, who is a correspondent on 60 Minutes, I believe. I, I wasn't super. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, who was apparently a huge, huge Jeopardy fan and was on Celebrity Jeopardy several years ago. Um, and I think mm-hmm. the reason they announced all of these is because he accidentally let slip that that was happening the other day on a podcast. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And uh, Maya Bialik, who was on um, Big Bang Theory, and she's got her own new show that's just come out recently. Um, so the four yeah. of them are the next four guest hosts after Ken. Um, Ken's done a pretty good job, but it's it's noticeable. What about Will Ferrell? <laughs> He's going to have to be. He's going to have to be. Especially considering... Right? In character. Especially considering a few months ago, um, Alex... Uh, it, well, the, circulated, the story circulated, because I think it was the quotes were from a while back. 
Apparently, he was a big fan of that on SNL. Oh, that's great! Um, I love funny because I actually that's assumed awesome. he wouldn't have been, but apparently, right. he, <laughs> apparently, he loved it, um, which is great. So, if they don't have Will, and I think he should do it as himself, he shouldn't do it as fake Alex. But like, okay. I think they should like they should do it, and I think he would have liked it, and I think it would have been a, like yeah. funny to do it, and I think he would be good at it. Um, that would be a great that would be fun. <laughs> Um, oh, I, I just man. think it's great. I, I was just I was thinking about it like after watching now three days of, of of Ken. Obviously, he's been connected to Jeopardy in a big way for like what fifteen years or whatever. It's sure, <clears throat> it's funny because it's obvious to me that there's so much of like oh, I don't want to fuck up. I'm trying to do like my own thing because I was thinking about it too. I was like, man, there's like all those little connection points where. Anyone who's been watching them their whole life, which like, I mean, for me, like I, I, you know, remember watching it back to when I was a kid, like almost 25 years, mm-hmm. right? Like there would be so many things that I would accidentally be mimicking his cadence, right? Like not doing an impression of his voice, but like his cadence, because you're just used to the muscle memory of hearing him say it that way. So I'm sure, sure. Ken's feeling the same thing where it's like, oh, like. How do I do it? That's not that. Like I could just see him practicing in a mirror, saying something like, "Yeah, like, yeah." <laughs> don't say it the way Alex does. Don't say it the way Alex does. You know, and like so, like he hasn't really made it his own yet. But it's hard to ask someone to do that when they're just like. I mean, the first and foremost has got to be don't fuck up, right? Sure. And then also don't accidentally mimic Alex because that's your muscle memory to do it that way. Hmm. Oh yeah, that that'd be tough. That's funny. I'm curious how that'll how that'll play out. Uh, maybe I'll get back into it for that. That is sad, though. That's it. Is the end of an era? Yes. I mean, he was on that show for like what forty years or something like that. Like it's he is Jeopardy. He is. I, and yeah. actually, sorry, actually, I forgot. And I because I didn't have the story up in front of me. I just kind of pulled the names. They also announced like kind of like deep down in the thing, like the executive producer of the show is going to host like a two week run of the the show as well. So. Oh okay. Interesting. Um, I think. It would be worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, you know what? A quick story. So I wanted to get this is this is one of my nuggets. I been itching. I don't know. It was growing over the last couple of episodes that we did. But as you know, I've been getting the itch to watch the Lord of the Rings again. Mm-hmm. The time has come, and I'm ready. So I was like, oh, and then obviously the 4K um, release came out, and I wanted to get it. Yep. It sold out everywhere. And I, so I kept, I kept checking, you know, every week around like mid, like Tuesday, midweek, I would be like, is it, you know, anywhere available? At the risk of ruining your story, is the 4K version not available on HBO Max? I don't know. It was unclear from the thing. I don't know if it's extended. I don't know if it's the theatrical version. I don't know what it is. It didn't have enough detail when I skimmed over. Okay. But either way, I want to have it. Like that's part of it. Sure. I want to. But I just mean like to scratch the edge. Sure. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. Uh, so I went to, uh, kept looking for it, couldn't find it, not available anywhere. And then Saturday, I think it was Saturday or Friday night, um, it was available at Target. There's one left. I was like, that's a risk. But hey, so I hit the thing, order for pickup. Order went through. I also included The Hobbit because they had that trilogy and we want to do that eventually. So I added that as well because I don't by, own The Hobbit movies. By the way, side note. Hmm. We can probably do in relative safety now because Brian recently had COVID. Oh. And also now has been vaccinated. And Dominic has oh. also been vaccinated. And I believe that I may be eligible for it soon as well. So. Oh, 
Nice. It, we can do it in safety now. All right. So, so, so it's coming is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so I, I was like, okay, cool. That's there too. They had 12 of those. I was like, okay, no big deal. So 12 and one, hopefully this order goes through and I can get it. Order goes through. I was like, great. Um, it'll be ready in two hours. They usually say, and then it's like, they'll send you an email when it's ready. It's like, I still have a feeling that like, there's still the chance that there's the two things that are going to happen. Either one, somebody and go goes and buys the last one before they pull it off the shelf, or two, and this is the thing that I, I, I this is an irrational judgment that I pass every time I order one of these things or anything for in store pickup is that somebody's gonna see it and it's gonna be on the far end of the store and they're just gonna say it wasn't there, <laughs> right? And uh, I think I might be in the latter situation here. So the order went through. Time passed, eventually got an email. One of your items is ready. The other is not available. So the Hobbit was available, was ready, right? And the other one was not. I was like, oh, I was like, well, that's lame. And then I had this like really weird, I don't know where it came from, but this like all or nothing attitude about it. Like I was like, I want both of them. So we went to Target to go pick it up the next and day. And you just decided I'm going to go find it myself. Oh, and I went to look. And uh, not only was it not there, but there were also no Hobbits. So I like maybe they only had them in the back and they actually did check and it wasn't there. I'm not sure. That's what that's where it started. It's gonna say it's a we dangerous go, game because like Walmart Target stuff like that. They, it's all based on RFID. So like they're like X amount of them are supposed to be in the store. There is one that is physically mm-hmm. in the store. Now we don't know where, but it's here. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's here. So we, so we you know we get there. We're like all right, whatever. And I was like, I'll just grab the other one. Um, they, they've already picked it up. I'll go to customer service and grab it. Walk around the store, get to the get towards the front, and the line is longer than I have ever seen, and that's saying a lot because I've seen a long line at Target before, but this was absurd. First off, it's also like everybody was also way too close, and I was like, I'm already uncomfortable. I'm not standing here, so I went, and I was like, luckily I didn't have to wait in that. I was like, even if they had it back there, I wasn't gonna buy it because I wasn't gonna wait in that line near all those people. So I was like, it's a, it's good that they didn't have it. Then I went to the customer service line, which was half the size, but still a very long line. And I was like, also, no, no separation. I was like, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. So that's when the all or nothing attitude kicked in. I was like, just cancel the order. And we just left. So we canceled on that. And and then on the way out the store, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to walk into a retail store on a weekend ever again. Well, especially not in pandemic, sir. Yeah, but I just mean in general. Well, sure. Because I, I didn't like, like it like, beforehand. Like, let's fast forward to two years from now. Coronavirus, that's in the past. Mm-hmm. Hey, I desperately need blank. It's Saturday. Sure. Let me run into the store mm-hmm. and grab that thing real quick. You could probably do it fine. But do I need it? Do I well, need I don't it? know. Like, I mean, we're talking about but, a hypothetical yeah. time in the year 2023. I don't know. I'm probably not going to do it. Uh, and here's the thing. There are also certain things that come the same hour when you order them on Amazon. So <laughs> I don't know what black magic that is. <laughs> Listen, I've already said that I still don't understand how they got me my TV like in two days. It's supposed to be like 10 days or whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember yeah. now. Um, that was some voodoo. But like it was still it was still like two sleeps away. Um, right. <laughs> like I. I don't understand how you can have something delivered to you that's not like a pizza in like an app. Right. Right. It's a little odd. But that, anyway, this all comes down to part of me still felt like somebody just didn't want to go find it. 
And I went back on the on the site, and there was one available. And I was like, I know it. I just picture, I just picture someone <laughs> because it's not on the shelf, right? You looked on the mm-hmm. shelf; it's not there, but yeah. it's in the store, and it is there. Like, mm-hmm. We're gonna say it's not just about like what was rang up and like whether that unless it was stolen, it's there. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm just like we're not talking about like you know, oh, like this thing was rung up, whatever. Like it physically exists within the four wall. And right. I'm picturing. <laughs> Guys, someone ordered this online and we have it in the store, but we can't fucking find it. And they're giving them out like some sort of like scanning type equipment. Like I'm picturing like the beach like metal detectors. <laughs> and they're just wandering around the store trying to get a hit on this thing. Where the fuck is it? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow it turns definitely. up like amongst <laughs> the dish detergent. And it was like, what asshole? What asshole left this here? And then, and I, I, then I cancel the order and he sees that the order comes in that it's canceled. And he just throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next guy's problem anyway uh my hobbit was come down to i do not have the hobbit and i do not have lord of the rings <laughs> i've made zero progress is the, is the point of Honestly, that story i'm gonna call this negative progress because you also wasted a tremendous amount of your time oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man well hang on after i went to target though i did get this really delicious smoothie that i would not have probably gotten if i wasn't out yeah but you also know that you make yeah but it wouldn't have been this one <laughs> so it was really good due to trademark laws probably it's like it was great it was like there was well it was it was from a place called uh, see this is this is where i don't really want to tell you the rest of the story i'm not happy with the name of the place it's called juice and it's spelled j-u-s with with dots above the u <laughs> umat yeah, that's the one. Umla. <laughs> Sorry, the way you said it, I thought it was going to be juice with a question mark because you said it's called juice. <laughs> and I was like, now when juice? you say it that way, is the store asking you the question? Like, <laughs> would you like some? <laughs> we got juice. So. To which I said, we got juice. So. To which I said, yes, I would like some juice. <laughs> and it was like bananas and. And cacao nibs and dates. It was delicious. See, I was sitting here this whole time. I don't want to name the store. And I'm like, oh, God, what is it? Is it called something terrible? Like, like Hitler's <laughs> Blendering or something like that? Like, what is, what is it called that you don't want to name it? Like, <laughs> Juice with a question mark would have been great. Because then, well, then it's all now, about inflection, like, right? about juice and, and naming that. Like, Because I was thinking of this before you said anything. I just assumed it was something terrible. I didn't realize you were going to talk about like a juice. Is that what it's called? A juice? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> a blender. <laughs> a blender. Uh, sure. Juice station. That's it. Yeah. A blendery. I like that. Yeah. I like blendery. Well, listen, uh, listen. I just. It blew my mind the first time I walked into a fromagerie and found out that's what it was called. Stop. That's what the. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I've eaten pasta out of a cheese wheel and I did not know that was and a word. <laughs> That makes and sells cheese is called a fromagerie. I did not. And listen, anyone our age or roughly our age, anyone born between, I'm going to call it 1985 and 1995, knows the phrase, phrase, omelette du fromage. Of course. I was actually about to say it. Exactly. Everyone knows that cheese is Omelette du fromage. Because of Dexter's Lab. That's right. A place that makes cheese is called a fromagerie. Can I can I tell you where I spiraled out uh, while you were talking about that? Is that you said fromagerie and 
Uh, that sounded awfully close to Fabergé egg to me. <laughs> and <laughs> I then started thinking about this Batman book that I used to have that had these little... Uh, do you remember these books? They're like kids' books. And you flip a page and you read it. But like over certain words, there's an icon and there's a little button. And you hit the button and it makes the noise. Right. There was a Fabergé egg icon. <laughs> Fabergé egg was a word that was very difficult to say when I was younger. <laughs> but every time that came up, you had to hit it, and it would go, wow, wow, wow. Growing up, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then I found out what a Fabergé egg is. And since then, I've been wondering, why does it make that noise? I'm, I'm, I'm 72% <laughs> certain that a Fabergé egg does not make that sound. <laughs> I think it just makes a glass-shattering sound when you... Knock it off the shelf. Sorry, whatever. I think that's it. Whatever I think of Fabergé eggs, I always think of... Uh, it was an episode of Family Guy. I don't remember what the setup to the cutaway was. But Peter launches himself out of it like a medieval-style catapult. Mm-hmm. And so he launches himself, and, you know, he does the... Hey! But it, like, it fades away yeah, sure. and falls. Like, and, like, like, cut to a person... Like, is an adult man sitting inside of his house. And... <laughs> <laughs> he's wait i know this yes scene. i know he's this sitting one. in a room yeah. with a bunch of like precious items and it's a faberge egg and a couple like you know priceless like diamond something or other like i forget mm-hmm. like, what it was like so oh, all of them are fragile things and his hemophiliac yeah type. and like he's talking to the child about all the other precious expensive items and then you hear the <laughs> like coming louder as peter is about to land and you're like oh my god he's gonna land in a crash and break and he lands right outside the window Pops up in the window and goes, wow, those are all really nice things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the guy turns to his child and goes, and now we say thank you. <laughs> that's great. I oh, That's so stupid. I, I do remember that one vividly. But back back to this book, though, I think this is where my first the first bit of like DJing that I've ever done came into play because you could repeat sounds if you hit them rapidly and you could also cut them off with other sounds right so there was one that was garbage cans getting like slammed into and it made like this clattering kabow sound right and there was one that was a looked like a burglar but when you hit it it was just a man screaming i'm not sure that this was wired up probably and then there was another one that was the batmobile and it would like a like make it sound like it's struck right so i used to so i used to hit that and then i would hit it again to make it sound like i was changing gears because that's where i was at mentally and then i would hit the garbage cans as if it crashed into it and then i would hit the screaming man (laughs) and i would make my own little story and then every once in a while i hit the fabergé egg and be like i i don't get it (laughs) i don't know why that makes a sound but i don't either i don't either it was very weird anyway um not sure how we got there, but Diane Kruger reared her head today. Literally? Yeah. So, are you familiar? Sorry, I'm just picturing her like being on TV and just going... <laughs> Slow turning. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We're literally uh, rearing her head. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, that's fair. Um, uh, so, I'm, I made dinner tonight, and I used halloumi cheese... In the dinner. Are you familiar with halloumi cheese? Okay. Despite the time Thank I you. spent in a fromagerie, I am not familiar with this cheese. Okay. So I had never heard of this before the way, until like this summer. It was so fucking good. It was, <laughs> it was a 
one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. It was in New Haven, Connecticut, and it was all like fucking like grass fed like beef and like the cheese that they made in house and like nice. made poutine with all that was with duck. It was like duck bacon or duck mm. like pulled duck duck egg duck gravy right. with very was it all fried cheese? duck fat? Oh my god, it was so fun. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds delicious. But uh, anyway, this halloumi cheese, I had heard about it for the first time this summer. A friend was making it on the grill. It's like, oh, this is interesting. Because you grilled, like, grilled it. It was on a stick and then put the cheese directly on the grill. It didn't melt. It got, like, an interesting, crispier outside to it. And it still kind of saw... It was almost as if a mozzarella stick had slightly cooled. I'm pretty sure this is not what grilled cheese is supposed to be. No, no. <laughs> No, this is literal grilled cheese, <laughs> and it was delicious. Like I was, I was like, "How?" First off, thank you. <laughs> Second, how have I never had this before? Third, how have I never even heard of this before? And, and like, your then, dad makes good cheese too. Like he's done the fresh mozzarella. That's right. It's, it's delightful. That's right. And then I've seen it now on at least four different menus since, and I made it today. <laughs> Shit, I had something dying. Actually, I had something dying Kruger to like a conversation that you and me and Brian were having earlier. I don't even remember what it was now, but there was something that mm. we were talking about earlier. We were talking about the three or four different things today. There was something that we sure. were talking about earlier today that I meant to write down. While you continue your story, I'm going to go find it because I'm upset now. Because no, that, that, that's that's pretty much the end of the story. But now I'm curious. I would like to see if this is actually going to hold true, right? I want to know if going forward, by next week, I want to know that you've heard about halloumi cheese <laughs> at least once <laughs> so i think i have to make a note to check in with you next week on halloumi <laughs> that's a good point check that, that's in probably the right amount of time right um halloumi one of these days it's gonna happen and you're gonna be like son of a bitch diane kruger um anyway did you figure out what we were talking about no i've been maybe it wasn't today maybe I can't wait to come back to this note in my notebook that says simply with zero context in the notebook that I use mostly for work and then some podcast notes, check in on Halloumi. <laughs> That's all it's no, zero context around. Maybe that. I was wrong. Maybe it wasn't when I was talking with you. Maybe I was talking with someone else. Uh, Al, what are you watching? Oh, so bittersweet news. Oh, no, it's okay. The football regular season has ended. The bad news is I get less total football to watch. The good news is I have more time to watch other things, which we can discuss on this show. And just like mm, for my both of those sound thing. like good things to me, but that's just a matter of perspective. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was about like objectively good things, <clears throat> my horrendous team, the Jets, finally fired their horrendous coach, and so things are probably going to be better. I mean, they haven't hired a new coach yet; they're in the process. Things are looking up. I don't object to any of the people they're interviewing, so that's great. Well, no, I I okay. to one of them, but, like. Eight of the nine people they're interviewing, totally on board with, totally sensible. I'm, I like really like a few of them. The rest of them, I'm, I'm at least okay with. And like, fair enough, because like I don't know, I don't have all the answers. I don't get to be in the room when they're interviewing them. So like, just basing it on what I watch on on Sundays, and I think I'm a fairly discerning viewer. I played it for a long time. I spend a lot of time consuming media involving football. I watch a ton of it. Like, I think I'm. More discerning. You're well versed. Yeah, I'm well versed. I'm not an expert. I'm well versed, you know. But anyway, regardless, with football schedule for the next several weeks just merely being set. Can I? I, I sorry, I have to pause you for a second. 
I've been listening to a little bit more than usual, a bunch of different podcasts. Okay. And the amount of times that I've heard irregardless lately not, has been driving me up a wall. Not, not a word. Not a word. <laughs> I'm just so glad that you said it right. <laughs> That was one of those, not anyway. to bring it back to Family Guy, but we're going to do that again in a minute anyway. So, um, but <laughs> so remember that? Do you remember that old? Because this is an old school episode now where it was mm. Stewie kills Lois and then Lois kills mm-hmm. Stewie, right? It was a classic back to back. It was like one of the very few at that time episodes where Family Guy did like linked episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that Stewie does when he becomes president in the second episode is he bans a bunch of words and phrases from the English language. I think it was all words for the English language. Irregardless is one of them because it's not a word. But, oh, no, sorry, Fantastic. it was words and phrases because one of them was, and I know I actually I'm guilty of this occasionally, but I really try not to do it. One of the other ones I always remember is a whole nother. Yeah, that one bothers I, me. The thing is, it bothers me too. But I am occasionally guilty. It just, it happens. Sure. Because you're trying to add emphasis and it just, it happens. But Mm -hmm. a whole nother, irregardless, there's a couple other ones that he bans too. I don't remember that. But those two I always remember from that list. Um, But, you know, I I really, really try not to say irregardless because it's not a word. Um, (laughs) Regardless. Anyway, thank you. My, uh, my... My uh, my my schedule has opened up during the course of the week to both do a little bit of video gaming and mm-hmm. do some more watching. So broken up a little bit of the loud gem I've had for several weeks and months now of stuff. I've been able to catch up on the current season of The Expanse, which I've been super excited to do. Uh, it's been nice. a really good season so far. They did. I've noticed some of these streaming platforms, especially with their bigger shows, are. I have to imagine it's in response to what's gone on with The Mandalorian in the past year. Where they realize, oh god, even with streaming, we can have success with doing a weekly model. And yeah. getting everyone's attention and trying to reclaim that whole monoculture thing that we all thought was dead with the death of or with the end of Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. And so the expanse and, and also watching, you know, what's gone on with FX and FX on Hulu, sorry, Brian, um, where you drop two episodes and then you go weekly from Rest there. in peace, Brian. <laughs> it's just because we're shaming Brian because he didn't make it for this episode tonight. <laughs> Um, so with the expanse, Amazon, well, hang, hang on. Sorry. We're half shaming him because I think he did watch the movie. Okay. That's worth a half shame. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll drop that shame to a lowercase. Lowercase. <laughs> lowercase shame. Um, so the, anyway, for the expanse, they dropped the first three episodes on the day they were, okay. they were debuting and then I've gone weekly since on Wednesdays. I did not get to watch that, the new episode tonight, but I, I like that though. The, the so I so one I'm all about the weekly release. I think that's better. That's better for me mentally. It's better for like I better for me productively. And we'll get into that when we get into what I'm watching. But uh, the um, but when you started off though, giving me two or three, I like that. Yeah, because it gives you a chance to like do more than dip your toes in. Like you can, you can kind of like mess yes. around in the world. I think that's still the be sweet left spot with like, Hey, I still want to be ex- expectant of what's coming next. Like, yeah, the, the, I think the hybrids where it's at, but also like it's reclaiming the idea of, Hey, you can watch this whenever you want. Right. It doesn't just put and like go and like poof, it's gone and you never get to watch again. If you missed it, right. You don't have to have a DR worry about that. But if you want to be in on it now, like you can watch it and it's smart for these platforms because how many shows have we seen in the last few years where a season drops, you maybe heard about it, maybe you didn't, and then all of a sudden you go online, and oh my god, everyone is talking about this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to watch that. But two days later, no one's talking about it anymore. 
Not because it's right, not good so, or whatever. It's just 72 hours. Everyone said yeah. everything they had to say about that show. Yeah, you missed the water cooler. You missed the water cooler that you know, was extended beyond the Monday morning, right? Of what, like, what historically right. used to be or whatever it was, right? And now it's, wow, everyone had the three or five days where they're talking about the show, and then they'll never talk about it. Yeah. And, like, you'll, you yeah. can still watch it and still enjoy it in your own time or whatever, right? But, like, you missed the moment. And now yep. we're reclaiming the moment, right? We're reclaiming the water cooler. Even though the water cooler is digital now, we're reclaiming it a bit. You still get that opportunity to, hey, I can binge three episodes, really sink my teeth into right. this. And now, fuck, I'm looking forward to next Wednesday when this new episode comes out. And because we're recording yeah. tonight, I didn't have a chance to watch the new episode of The Expanse. But still, like, I'm caught up mm. to everything to date before now. So, Well, uh, is, um, is WandaVision a weekly jam? I'm not sure. I forget they've been okay. pretty coy with it. That I know that debuts on Friday. That, so the day the yeah, Friday. I would assume that it is, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping that it is, so that I can, so that I have that weekly thing to look forward to. No, that, uh, that, one's, that it's, uh, that it's that one's short, right? Those shows are all like six episodes, I think, or eight episodes. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure all of those are like are like shorter seasons. All the, the, oh, the okay. Marvel shows are not that that's a good or a bad thing because we've kind of both pretty much come to the conclusion that do the show with a length that you think you can tell your story. That's right. Right. Write the story as you want to write it. Make the episodes that go along with that writing. And that's yes. it. Yeah. What else do you watch? Um, so the Expanse? So, no. So I got to catch up on The Expanse. And then, crazy concept. I actually had time left over. And finally mm-hmm. was able to start season two of The Boys. Oh, nice. Uh, now, did you end up getting to finish the whole second season? No, I didn't. That's another one uh, where I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm like halfway through the second season. And I guess something was just happening that I didn't finish it. Like, Not that I didn't like yeah. it. No, because I know me and my brother had both mentioned it for a while and you didn't forget got into mm-hmm. it. And then all of a sudden the second season came out. And like at some point after the second season came out, because they did the same thing where they released the first episode or three and then they started going weekly. And all of a sudden you like texted us and we're like, hey, I watched like like five of the first eight episodes of the first season were like, wait, where did that come from? And like, yeah. and then you obviously had passed me at some point, but I didn't know if you had finished the second season or not. So I've watched the first no. two or three episodes of the second season um, the other day or across a couple of days, but regardless. Um, so I, I'd like to continue on with that, obviously. And I will, um, cause the second season has been good so far. I've enjoyed where they've gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed the first season. I just didn't have the time really for it. Man. That show just does this incredible thing of making a callback to don't besmirch the name of Billy Joel <laughs> like six episodes into the first season and then well into the set like when they will randomly play a Billy Joel song when something horrible has just been done <laughs> and I think it's really it's a great shtick if you're paying attention you see those things like it's so much like it's a great attention to detail for no reason other than this is kind of funny to do it this way. It's a really tough thing to stick, but somehow they managed to pretty perfectly nail that we're going to play this song that really doesn't fit the mood of what's going on, but fits yeah. the content of what's going on. Which I also like that they're always like, they're basically, that entire episode is like, that entire series is like, by the end of this, I hope that you still haven't figured out what genre this is. <laughs> And I and they're they're so far they're nailing it. This <laughs> is so far mission accomplished. <laughs> and it's like and it, it's not it's not a bad thing. It's not an identity crisis thing. It seems like it's what they're doing, and that and that's kind of why I like. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, it does seem very intentional, right? Yeah, 
but all right so you're so you're getting into the boys yes. <laughs> so what, as, what else? as i uh, as i caught you in the <laughs> phrase uh that's right you announced it <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you watching uh so the other thing i have to come back to and i mentioned it a few times over the past few months and this will be like kind of the final time i announce it this way i can't believe i'm saying this but here in 2021 and the end of 2020 family guy is good again oh I, okay. I can't believe I'm saying this because it's been several years where the show hasn't been particularly good. And I'm not saying it's reached the heights of like the peak of the show in the, the early mid 2000s, but the show is legitimately good in a way it hasn't been in a decade. Okay. Like I've watched all but I think the last episode they did, which was like shortly before Christmas, like a week or two before that or whatever. And I think, I don't know if they've re- like picked it back up since the, the new year yet, but the last like six or eight episodes, whatever it is that I've watched, have all been legitimately good episodes. Like, I'm not saying any of them have hmm. been old-timers per se, but, like, legitimately really good in a way that I haven't felt on a consistent basis in four or five years at minimum. Where, like, right. like for a few years now, I've said, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll kind of watch it, like, in the background or, like, I'll throw it on when I have nothing else to watch or, like, hey. Because it's easy, right? Like, hey, like, I want to watch something that I haven't watched before, but I don't want to delve into i'm gonna sit down and watch this for an hour right like i just want to exactly. like, get in and out in 22 minutes right so it's perfect to throw that on like oh i'm not quite ready to go to bed type of thing and it used to be you'd watch four or five episodes and i have no memory of them and then oh that one was pretty good and then four or five episodes i'll never remember again oh that was pretty funny right i think every episode i've watched of the last six or seven episodes has been legitimately good nice. and i it's been a long like time that. since i could have said that yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched that show at all, um, even like going back to the well. But um, it's, yeah, I, I, I'd be down to watch some of that. So if it's if you're saying it's good, maybe Yeah, I'll, this, uh, maybe this season has been legitimately entertaining. It's been a good, solid, funny show. And they've had some yeah. of the episodes where they had some things to say, and there have been some, episodes, some of the episodes where just, they're just doing their dumb bullshit, and like, mm-hmm. that's great, and it's fine, but, it's easy. But they've been working. Yeah, they, they've been legitimately working. Like, it's been a good time. It's, nice. it's nice to see that I... It's funny because a few months ago I listened to the armchair with Seth MacFarlane and I had no idea that he hasn't been running the show for years now. Like he just does mm. the voices. Like um, one of the other guys, I forget the name of the guy now. It's, I know it's in the, or I think it's Alex Sulkin. Like you'll see his name in like the credits always. Um, he's the showrunner now. And like okay. so MacFarlane works for the show now. He, it's not his show anymore. And oh, I was like, oh, I've been wondering why for years now the show hasn't been good. And it's because he's not doing the show anymore. But right. whatever they've done, I don't know if it's just a new writer's room or whatever, but this season has been They're legitimately back on track. Nice. Sweet. Are you watching anything else? No, those have been the three, at least since we last spoke a couple weeks ago. So Nice. I have, uh, I've got some stuff since we last spoke. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right. First, uh, when we last spoke, I was starting the I had started the Queen's Gambit and I wasn't sold. Yes, I have finished the Queen's Gambit. It wraps up nicely in the last three episodes to the point of the last three episodes were a lot more engaging and I started to like the show. Mm. I do think it's suffering from the not everything needs to be a TV show. Okay, I think maybe maybe three parts. Maybe that it could have been like dwindled down to three a three part limited series versus an eight part or seven part whatever it was. Mm-hmm. There were we lingered too long in areas that were not like you get it. 
Like, it's like, I got it. And if it were a weekly show, maybe it would have been different. But it wasn't. It was released all at once. It's eight ep- seven, eight episodes. And there's a, there's a big stint of it that I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, it's whatever. It's fine. Um, it's better in the end. It's not great. It's not, it's not nearly as amazing as had been implied. See, that, that was one of those shows where, like, I like, feel like 40% of the, the stuff I saw online was just praising that show up and down. But for four days and then never again. Yeah. So that's what. So that's done. It's in the books. I'm not going back to it. No big deal. Not that I hated it or anything, but I have no interest in. I, I don't think I'll ever watch that again. You know, uh, then we were like, well, we finished that. We have HBO Max now. Thanks to Wonder Woman. Let's finish The Sopranos finally. So we burned through the remainder of the last season of The Sopranos. And I can say I do not like that show. <laughs> it's over. And that is a show that I will never watch again. Not a single episode. I'm over it. I'm done. And I have no interest in going back to it. Uh, so th- that's off. That's off my plate now. Happy to say I've completed the task. It was way overhyped. Um, and it is. if it was good at some point, it is definitely only good in a weekly viewing mode that is separated by... I don't know, seven months of not having the show. <laughs> that's that's about that's about the cadence that you so should watch. So the old it school model. Um, that's right. It's the only place that that, that would work. I'm proud of you. You ate your vegetables. Um, Ugh. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. See, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact viewing habits you have. I was watching them in like two or three episode like spurts. So like I wasn't like a full on binge, but like I was like, hey, Friday night I'm at work. I have a lot of downtime. Let me watch two episodes. Hey, Saturday night, let me watch two episodes. And then I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. watch any episodes until like Wednesday. And then maybe I'd watch an episode. And then Friday night, let me watch two episodes. Like that's how I went through that show. So I don't know if that's more or less frequent than you were watching it typically, but less. Okay. So that's definitely, definitely less frequent. So that's probably part of it. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. No, yeah. It definitely wore on me. I, I think probably subconsciously I chose to watch them that way just because it's a very dark, heavy show. Like, and there's only so much of that you can take. And I'm insane. And I watched that amidst like a run of shows that were all super dark and depressing. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds terrible. I forget the exact order, but I know I watched that in Mad Men back to back. I'm pretty sure I watched that first, then Mad Men because Matthew Weiner started writing on The Sopranos before Mad Men. But those, it wasn't just those two shows. There was like five shows. The Leftovers was one of them. Uh, there was another, a couple of other shows. It was like super dark shows. And it was like, wow. Yeah, well, I will say that that sounds horrible. Yeah, but um, I, I can say in confidence, I hate The Sopranos, and I'm not the only one. There are literally dozens of us. <laughs> just like the never, just like the never needs. Um, no, I liked the show. I did. Um, that I not to say that some of it wasn't gratuitous or unnecessary because, of course, it was. Um, I think I have a proper reverence for where it exists in the timeline of shows kicking off the golden era of television or the second golden era, golden era of television, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I do think I've appreciated some of the stuff, even in a vacuum more than you did. Um, I think I got the overall vibe in a way that you didn't, not to say that like you couldn't get it. It's just like, it just didn't work for you in that way. No, that's the, see, that's the thing is I get the show. I understand what's happening. I understand what we're doing. I don't like it. It's not for me. That's all it is. Yeah. I get it. 
No, it's fine. Um, I, I just it was the there's a difference between I, I view it as a difference is I don't like this and this is bad. Like you know what I mean? Like and like if you're just like I don't like it, fair enough. You're like, not everyone's gonna like sure. it. I don't like it. I don't think it's nearly as good as people are making it out. I do believe it's overhyped. I just don't agree with you on the magnitude, but I do believe it is overhyped. Hmm. I will say that uh, I should be better about trusting my gut and not being a completionist because... No, that's that's one show you should probably finish. At about four episodes in, six episodes in, Kim and I were going back and forth with each other and we're like, I don't want to say this, but I don't think I like this. Oh, like, but, I don't think I want to watch the rest well, of it. And then of, we watch the rest of there's it. There's a lot of quibbling over where the like the drop-off on the show is, but that's actually something I've seen almost unanimously. The first season is really good. Meh. Even if it's not Meh. for you. I, I I don't think it is, though. I, and it's just... I don't know what... I don't... I don't yeah, well, we've, we've been through it enough times. We're not going to see eye to eye on it. I don't think that the show is very good. Um, it was news, just as an addendum to this, that the Many Saints of Newark was pushed back to September of this year. Good, and just push it off a cliff. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> so Sopranos, done. Thank God. Queen's Gambit, done. That's fine. No, not like a thank God moment. Uh, Rebels, done. Oh, my Oh, you finished <laughs> I, I Oh, my goodness. You texted me, was it last week or whatever, and like you had clearly like had a big chunk of them that you watched, but I didn't realize you actually yeah. watched yeah, I finished Rebels a few nights ago, and the final couple of episodes of that show are better than a lot of Star Wars movies. This is a good show. It's a really good show. It's so good. I, it's, I, it's so it's good. I've had with my brother, and it's infuriating to me. I actually don't know why I bother having a conversation with him because, it, like, he loves Clone Wars, which fine, fair enough. Like, you want to love it, great. Like, I I liked it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. He's never seen the whole show. You know what other show Clone he hasn't Wars. seen all of? Rebels. He hasn't seen all of either show, but he has strong opinions on which show is better than the other. And I was like, "Interesting." No, like I'm kind of so, generally to some extent like there's obviously there there's some like opinions that aren't opinions. They're facts or not facts, and then there's some opinions that are we don't need to discuss those opinions. But then like eighty percent of opinions, like everyone can have them, whatever, right? Like when you agree, mm-hmm. disagree, fine. I really don't like people who have strong opinions on things that they don't actually know what they're talking. About. Sure. Like if just like just from the perspective of like you have not consumed all of what's available to you on the topic. Like mm-hmm. I just can't have a credible conversation with you if you're saying, "Oh, I think this is like X is better than Y" when you haven't consumed all of X or Y or both. And I'm like, right. How are we even having this conversation? <laughs> like you've literally cherry picked so, the ep- like the episodes and runs of Clone Wars that you want to see, and you have actively not engaged with the ones you don't want to see. Which, mm-hmm. from your own enjoyment perspective, fine. But you can't tell me that show is better than another show when you haven't seen the worst of that show. And that's right. kind of so, been my yeah. argument on Clone Wars and Rebels this whole time is, I think Clone Wars has higher highs, but it has lower lows. Right. So actually, I'm curious because I started. That's the next piece of this. Is I started Clone Wars. I watched a couple episodes. Not 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 too crazy yet. But what I've gathered so far is that it feels more like the episodes, or at least now, so far in the beginning, they're more one off. The episodes. How are you like, watching? You them? could watch from the first season. So before you get too far into it, take a look online. 
find the chronological run of the episodes because they oh, no. aren't released chronologically always. Some of it is, but not all. I, it's too much. It, it was before my time watching the show, so I don't well, know the whole story. Okay, I just know that actually. I just know that at some point in like the fifth season, there's a run of episodes that chronologically exists in like the first season. This actually, I wonder if, if they if they put them in chronological order on Disney Plus though, because I know that a long time ago, I had started watching it. I watched a few episodes, and I just watched a few episodes, and I have never seen the two episodes. That so I just take watched. a look and just just try and like figure out what, what that's, you're watching. That, that's a good note. Yes. Thank you for that. That's <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watching Clone Wars. Before you watch it, try and find something that's not super spoilery, mm. but find out what the chronological watch order is, because. It'll uh, make it just simpler for you to engage with all of the material. If like, if you're like, hey, yeah. I'm going to watch the whole show, whether it's good or bad. Like, I just want to watch it so I can know what's going on with the Mandalorian and what's going on with whatever's coming up in the future and all that. I just want to get like the whole mm-hmm. picture. Just watch it chronologically. It'll make it easier on you. I watched it, I believe, in release order. Like, I got it all, but like, it's just it was a little confusing at times. It was, so a little, I was like, wait, yeah, they, I was like, wait didn't this happen like two years ago? Like, but like, I was watching it in like a batch of like a, a course of like a month of just binging it. You know what I mean? And it was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was able to like orient it in my mind properly, but it's just like it was an unnecessary like jumping through hoops for me. Like it was like yeah. it would have been so much easier to just watch it chronologically, even if it would have caused some other weird inconsistencies in the viewing. Like I just would have liked to know like from the story perspective what was going on in order. Right. So okay, that that's like that's a good note. I'll take a look. But I so I started off watched the first episode. It was a little bit rocky at first, and that's only because I knew that it, it, every time I watch the first episode of something, I know it's going to be rocky. The, well, the first, the first three that. episodes, which is technically the movie that was broken up into three episodes, is horrendous. It's a, it's egregiously bad. Oh, okay, so I'm curious then if that's what this was. Though. Is it the one where they're trying to track down Jabba the Hutt's son or whatever? No. So you didn't even watch actually technically the beginning of the show then because it is so bad. Oh. It's so so bad. It's so bad. Interesting. Like. Uh, the first a, not, episode not, included not Targaryens. What's Targaryen? Nope, that's tr- Tridarians. That's the one it was. <laughs> Watos. Oh, yeah, that's not the first. And the second the episode was rescuing Plo Koon. Yeah, that's the first episode of the actual run of the show, but it's not the first episode. Interesting. What does that mean? The first episode, or the first three episodes, was released as a theatrical movie that. Actually, I think the animation's even worse than the actual show. I forget. It's been a long time. Mm. Um, and it was a three-part episode that was formed into a movie, and it's Jabba the Hutt's son has been kidnapped, and it's got a terrible name like Stinky or something like that. It's like oh, it's boy. like Stinky the Hutt or Slimy the Hutt or something like that. Pizza the Hutt? Not Pizza the Hutt. Um, <laughs> he did not tragically eat himself to death. Um it's the worst. It is so bad. Not, it is 5% less worse than the holiday special. Oof. Yeah. But Oof. it does introduce you to Ahsoka and all that. And so, like, there is not, like, oh, it's not like there isn't a value in it, but it's so bad. Sure. Um, well, anyway, I started watching that. Uh, the first episode, a little bumpy. Second episode, I started to get into it, realizing what it was, how it was going to play out, how the storytelling was going to work. And I am enjoying it already. So I know that it's in my mind. I don't see that. I don't see it getting to the caliber of like the long storyline that the Rebels was. That was amazing to me. But I could see it being super entertaining. I will say with Rebels, I think there is a tighter version of rebels in there where you cut the random the one-off episodes out entirely 
where it makes it would probably make for one incredibly lengthy or two lengthy movies. I probably would end up like like a trilogy of movies. I Maybe would three. Think. Yeah. Maybe three. Um, yeah. They are definitely the structure of the on the fall, off the fall, back to the fall. I feel like those are your three movies. Kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the structure of those two shows is dramatically different because Rebels is done like most like conventional shows nowadays are done, like in which like they're telling storylines and they have a bottle episode or whatever. Um, like they tell storylines across the whole show and across each season or whatever. Whereas mm-hmm. Rebels is predominantly, especially after the first season or two, predominantly told in like three to four episode arcs where everything right. is an arc and eventually it all ties together in whatever way. And like there is kind of a loose thing each season is building to, but not always exactly. And that's again due to the fact that they made some episodes and then decided we should wait to hold, we should hold off and like air this later for whatever reasons there are. And there were different reasons for depending on which arc it is. Um, but mm. you can tell because like the emperor is voiced by two or three different people during the course of the show. And oh, that's like later in the show, it's like, wait, that was the voice from way like a long time ago. Cause I believe Ian McDermott does the voice for some of it. Tim Curry does the voice for some of it. And also Sam Whitward <laughs> does the voice for some of it. And also Sam Whitward does the voice for Darth Maul. And also Sam <laughs> Whitward is super famous in star Wars lore for doing the voice of, um, what the hell is his name? The, from the Star Wars The Force Unleashed, the, the main character, whose name um, I'm forgetting. I don't Dale and Marek, that's his name. Um, hmm. Starkiller is what he's known in the movie, right? Or, sorry, Not game, canon. Rather. Not <laughs> canon anymore. But anyway. Sam, no, I have no room for that in my brain. Exactly. Sam Whitworth <laughs> can do a lot of voices. So he did Maul and he did one of the three different characters who's done, or one of the three different actors who's done the Emperor on um, Rebels. They're not Rebels, uh, Clone mm. Wars. But what I've found with Clone Wars, generally, my thesis on it is, there are some really, really high highs. There are some great runs in the show. Um, right. The one that comes with the fall of Mandalore is generally known as one of the greatest action scenes in all of Star Wars, regardless of yeah, what... Yeah, you, you showed me that. Yeah, I know you'd seen it. Um, mm. And that plays heavily with character like Bo-Katan and... The Darksaber and all that, and Prey Vizsla and all that great stuff. Right. Um, but there are some episodes. I mean, I, I feel so bad for Mace Windu, the character. Not just that he was like sidelined for most of the movies. Not just that his arm got chopped off and he was thrown out of a window via lightning. Not just all of that ridiculousness. But he, I think, on two separate occasions, is forced to three episode arcs with Jar Jar Binks. Mm. And those are the lowest mm. of the lows, and like some of the most of those episodes are ones that my brother, oh, my brother no. hasn't seen. And I was like, yeah, until you go through those, you cannot tell me what you think is the better <laughs> or worse show. Um, right. <laughs> so you can enjoy what you enjoyed, and that's fine. Like, but like, you can't tell me this show is better than the other one without having to suffer the worst of this show, which I did. Right. Um, Rebels, I think, was much more cohesive and coherent across the run of it and all. But, but, dude, did they dial it up to the 11 in the last few episodes? Sure. I don't know what... The, the writing is incredible by the end of it. Yeah. It's... Ugh. Well, and I think both shows went through this where... And, my, like, my, one of the things my brother, like, kind of references, which actually he's, he's mostly right about is that a lot of Clone Wars feels more mature than Rebel. But hmm. that's mostly later in the show, as is it is with hmm. Rebel. Um, And so, like, the gap between those two things, like, where it starts and where it ends is a little bit Clone Wars. The gap in quality is much bigger, where there's heights that Rebels doesn't achieve, but there's lows that Rebels does not fall to. 
I do think right. it's just like a generally consistent, coherent like story and quality like of product that it like has from start to finish. And I yeah. appreciate that for what it is. That's why it's my preferred show. Um, just because I think I like, like when you get into an episode, you know what you're going to get, but even that show, like it grows up by the course of it. And it's because we're trying to catch a very young audience. And then by five years later, that audience is a little older and they can handle a little bit more mature, right? Like storylines. And both those shows went through that. Um, and so like, I, I appreciate that for what it is. We'll, uh, we'll check in in eight seasons (laughs) and I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, but that's not all Al. I am also, so I'm two episodes in on The Clone Wars. I'm two episodes out on Cobra Kai. I've watched all of it, except I, like, it, we were, let's like, oh, let's put this on. I've been hearing nothing but good things. That was Friday night. We have two episodes left. <laughs> so you've Dude. watched two episodes and almost the third season. Oh, sorry, you've watched two seasons and almost all of the third season? That's right. Jeez. That's right. Would have finished the third season before this show if I didn't have to break down a bunch of boxes before we started. <laughs> but man, that show kicks ass. It's so fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's it's just a good show. It's entertaining. It's not it's not breaking out with anything super new. It's got a great late 80s, early 90s feel to the way that it's shot and the story unfolds while taking place in a modern time. It's, I just, it's, I feel like it was made for me. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of late 80s and early 90s, this movie we're about to do. <laughs> uh, speaking of But which. anyway, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, I have not watched any Cobra Kai. I don't know why that, from when it was announced and ever since it's been on, I just have no interest. I don't, I just don't. I think you should, I think you should give it I a mean, I enjoy I like, enjoy the it. original movie. Like, uh, like uh, every once in a while, I'll throw it on. Like, it's like when it's on TV, like, it's a good solid movie. Well, like, but I just have so to they do this amazing thing where so it seems like the seasons are each so far one two three have tied in more closely with like storytelling that's recapping stuff that has happened in the first and second like like they're things that are happening are like paralleled in the movies in the in season well, order. What so like I, the first I've mo- seen this most recent season delves into even a little bit of the season two right like the whole like just- it seems like the it, it seems like it's it's maybe the third movie. Well, it's, well, he goes to Japan, I think, in the second movie. Oh, is that the yeah. second movie? I don't know. I, I, I've only, I know I've seen the first one a, a number of times. I think I may have, I'm not sure if I've seen the second one or if I've only seen it once. But anyway. I caught part of the second one a few months ago, so that's the only reason I know. Okay. So there's a lot of flashbacks where they'll show, like, what happened and, like, how it parallels in this storyline and how, like, something will come back to, uh, back to the character from the experience they had. We're watching it, and Kim and I, like, at the, around the same time, we're like, ridiculous things were happening in the flashbacks, and we're like, what? What happened in this movie? <laughs> like, he's saving a child from a tsunami. There's yeah, they, they, <laughs> they have to, like, batten down the hatches and survive a he tsunami was told or a typhoon. That, I forget what it is in the second one. So, guy wants him to kill him. I was like, what is going on yeah. here? Anyway, it's super entertaining, and uh, I think you should watch it. That's right. They, they, they literally fight to the death in the second one. They, they raise the stakes yeah. from the first one. At the end of the movie, after the typhoon or tsunami, whatever it is, because I think I literally saw the last like twenty minutes of the movie, um, like a few months ago on like a Saturday morning. Um, yeah, they fight to the death some for some reason. Right, but they don't kill the person. No, but they like, like that guy was going death. to kill him to the pain. No, no, that the other guy was <laughs> going to kill him if he won. Sure, sure, yeah, he's in the third season. Ah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that's the, those are the shows that I'm cruising through. We got through a lot, um, 
So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, the only other note nugget that I have here is on HBO Max, and that is that the movie that we did today, we were able, that we're going to do in a little bit, was, we were able to do because it was available on HBO Max. Yes. And in doing so, I went under action. I scrolled through all the movies that were in there, and I was like, holy crap, there is a lot of gold in here. And I think that we have quite the catalog now of things to pick from okay. to do our show. Anyway, but that's that's that. That's just, basically, what this came down to is a few months ago, there's an episode somewhere where you and me are like HBO Max, and we're like, ugh, what the hell is this now? Now I'm like, I it, it's probably one of the better offerings. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly one of the most so, dense offerings. That's that's yeah, dense and 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 most likely six and ups. Like like everything on the spectrum seems like it lead like leans. Well, you know what it, to the you know above. What it is, is all of the HBO TV shows. Like, there's mm-hmm. not really any bad <clears throat> HBO shows. Sure. Like, there are shows that were more or less successful. Oh, I, I, and I only really mean the movies. I was I was only talking about the oh, movies, okay. like ranging six and. I up, mean, but yeah, the shows have, from what I understand, are very to some good. extent or other. I'm sure that's true too, right? And I, I will mm-hmm. generally agree from like my perusal of like the catalog, but like HBO shows, like none of them were ever bad. Like there are shows that are like right. not great, but there's never a show like this is atrocious. Why did this exist? Like mm-hmm. they they just won't make it to air on HBO if they're egregiously bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything else before we get into fun and games? I don't think so. All right. So let's dive in. Uh, and we're running a little long today before we get into our our uh, our flick of the week. Which is funny. So I actually which is funny because before we started, we were like, we're like, we're gonna tighten it up. Tighten we're it tighten up. Tighten it up. It's gonna. <laughs> so I've got three options for you. Okay. Of fun and games. One is barely fun and games. It's which Keanu Reeves character are you based on your zodiac? So there's not really any question involved. The second one is which Keanu Reeves character is your soulmate? Hmm. And the third one is new and might be the most enticing to you. Is just a Mad Libs? <laughs> Let's do that one because I've always enjoyed Mad Libs. <laughs> it's called, it's from madtakes.com. Okay. Okay. Because it's like a bootleg, like Mad Libs. Uh <laughs> Here's a, there's a handful of categories on the search page. I'm going to read through them. You stop me when one of them is the one that you want to do. Okay. Okay. Be kind. Letter from camp. Romeo and Juliet prologue. Old McDonald. Personal ad. Rush hour three. Love letter four. War. Runaway bride proposal. Part of your world. The Little Mermaid. Sorry, runaway bride proposal. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Give me an adjective. Curious. A noun. Chair. <laughs> a number. 17. A noun. Big chair. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> chair. Car. An adjective. Funny. A verb. Run. A noun. Cup. A body part? Are you just looking around the room? No. A body part. No, the chair was... The first one, the chair was because I was looking around the room. Sorry, a bo- sure. body part? Yeah. Elbow. Hmm. Elbow's a good one. Yeah. Elbow and nipple are usually fun yeah, ones to go with. Nipple would be good, okay. Adjective. Smart. All right, ready? I'm going to go mad. Look, I guarantee there'll be curious times. I guarantee that at some chair, 17 or both of us is going to want to get out of this car. <laughs> but I... 
<laughs> I also guarantee that if I don't ask you to be funny, I'll run for the rest of my cup because I know at my elbow, you're the smart one for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Al, I know in my elbow, you're the smart one for me. And with that, let's get into our flick of the week. Point Break, released in 1991, rated R with a two-hour and two-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. An FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Uh, I'm blown away. Uh, before we get into this too deep, Al, any award... <laughs> Wait, I thought we were doing the 2015 one with Luke Bracey. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, before we get into our tweet-length reviews, I was like, oh, I know that they remade this movie not that long ago. Is there anybody in it? And I, like, didn't recognize anyone. Luke Bracey. Except maybe, like, two or three characters. But, like, they were, like, seemed to be deeper in the list of cast. Uh, Luke Bracey is the only one I know of in that movie. Who is that? He had a moment where he was in, like, a bunch of movies. Um, <laughs> he was in a thing once. Yeah, no. So the one thing you would know him from is, considering we're going way back to the literal inception of Flicks in a Six, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh. Rem- remember, do you remember the, <laughs> the, the kind of, like, the, the jock guy that everyone was, like, rallying to is, like, he was going to be the hero who, like, shares a foxhole with Dawes? Sure. That's him. Okay. Okay. Blonde, gotcha. blonde guy, like I think. Yeah. So still so not, not like a big character. Like here's here's no, what I mean, I was he getting was at kind is, of a big character because he's like bullying him during like. The, oh no! No, sorry. Uh, like not like a big like household name actor. He was in 2015. Was he though? Yeah, because he had like three movies. It was Hacksaw Ridge. It was Point Break, and there's one other. Thing. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's a big household name. Like you know, what I, well, I guess I, the thing is, if you're gonna remake a movie like this, I would assume that you would do it with like a. With with a like a handful of characters that are like super popular, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do like, first off, why are you redoing this? Second, well, <laughs> this is you know, and we kind of talked about this in the past on the show. There are movies that you remake, and there's movies you don't. This is not a movie you remake, and not in the time, especially not in the time frame they did it in. Like no, like where like the majority of people who would watch the remake were alive and or remember watching that. That's right, and that's right. Furthermore, they already remade this movie in 1999, and it's called Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, all right. So uh, that was a joke before, but I'm assuming no awards worth noting. No. Okay. Give me your tweet-length review. Sure. I already tapped away from it. Sorry. A fun movie that has a strong foundation early before jumping the shark in the third act. Very of its time. Seven out of ten. Oh, okay. You were, you were very you you uh you're very generous in my opinion with the score. Um. Sometimes I have a hard time like of where like where my score is coming from because I think of movies critically and because I enjoy them so much. I don't know what mind is giving me score. I would assume that the more critical mind was giving the score. But anyway, yeah, I, we'll, I had, we'll get I had, we'll get there. I had a bit of a struggle with that myself. The thing is, mm-hmm. I went into this movie expecting not to like it, like not to hate it, but like just to kind of be like, mm-hmm. ugh. And sure, especially the first forty five minutes or so, I actually liked the movie. Well, I will say I came away from the movie uh, knowing full well that I'll be quoting it for the rest of my life. <laughs> but yeah, that's what. No, no. <laughs> Stop saying that. I don't like it. All right. Uh, here's mine. 
I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. Imagine, it's the turn of the decade. Everyone is on cocaine. You bring a 14-year-old boy's completed Mad Libs to a pitch meeting. Queen light. Point break. <laughs> Five out of ten. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely big man-child energy in this. Um, oh, yeah. Because I actually had to pause and look up how old Patrick Swayze was when he made this movie, and he's 40. And yes, and I, like, uh, dude, dude, it was jarring to me this whole time. I was like, oh, God, one of these things is not like the other. And it's the 40-year-old man with the, the 25-year-old mentality and the 30-year-old 90s haircut. Like, mm. <laughs> because yeah. what the fuck? Um, but okay, but so here's where this is the. Uh, the I <laughs> this was how about I, was, I don't remember what specific scene there was, but at one specific <laughs> point, I was like, "Oh, he's so old for this." Yeah, <laughs> not like forty old, but just old for this. Right, right. So the whole idea of the Mad Libs that we did earlier came from well, that started with me writing my tweet length review, and then when I wrote that, I was like, "Why do I feel that way?" And then I wrote the blank spaces that would have been in the screenplay that was filled out that was handed in. Okay. So in the, in the medlib, it says Johnny blank. <laughs> give me a noun. And you filled in Utah. No, no, no. And then Sorry, it said Johnny activity. Blank, give me a state. <laughs> give me a, give me an activity. Skydiving. Give me another activity. Surfing. <laughs> give me a crime. Bank robbery. <laughs> Boom. You got a script. <laughs> No, there is some legitimately like good, especially like I said to the first, specifically the first act. I'll you know, extend it to the first two acts. There is some good, like the story is pretty tight early on. Like there's, like is it? Yeah, there's specific. I'm gonna things. need you to defend that. I <laughs> I feel like it's just wacky and all over the place. Not early in the movie. N- I didn't feel that way. There's a very specific. We have a young, hot agent who's young, dumb, and full of cum. Sorry, three strikes and I'm out. I, I won't do it again. You're you're done. You're I won't done. do it again. Um, All right. He's trying to find his footing, right? You have a couple old heads who are trying to figure out whether they still want to do this, right? You have a crime, and where does it all fit together? And they start sex wax. What's that? Sex wax. Sex wax. <laughs> no, and they start to figure out what the pieces are to connect all those things together, and they all make sense in the first act. Like it's like when you take time okay. and place and characters, it all fits. It's a very generic cop movie formula, though. Some of it, some of it is right. Uh, <laughs> so I I couldn't help myself, but I I wrote a note that says script points. Because I thought that it would be fun to go through this movie almost scene by scene okay. and break it down to the ridiculousness, right? And then I got out of control. And I got real snarky in my notes as I was going. And I'm pretty sure I wrote the entire movie down. There may have been things that I've missed here and there. Well, before you talk this, about that, though, then, like, let's yeah. hit some other, like, little notes that I had. Then. Oh, no, 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 of course. I'm, I'm saying at the at, this is basically what I'm going to be using as my rubric for notes. But at the end of this episode... I will. I'm going to read through my script points in rapid fire because that's the movie, <laughs> and it's. I, I'm pretty happy with oh, how okay. it came. I thought you wanted to go for it, kind of like <laughs> oh, sequence no, no. by sequence, and because like, we can do that. No, we no, done no. That that's... In a while, like we can do that. The last time we did that, I feel like was Mallrats because I knew the movie like the back of my head. <laughs> but 
anyway, I okay. So first off, okay, yes, we've got Johnny Utah. He is, uh, he's such a tool, right? I, like I was he's say such a, that I promise I wouldn't say. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. He's he's such a tool. I can't even stand him. Uh, and I understand I, the whole thing that you were saying. Yeah, like oh, the new fresh cop is coming in. Like you know. Uh, he's like ready to roll, and then these get the old timers that are jaded, clearly jaded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's obviously then, a, like a trope, like it is. It is. You know what they actually missed the mark on was uh, Gary Busey was not drinking nearly enough alcohol for the character that he was playing. Well, I and this is actually kind of where I give it some credit is like he felt real. Like it's actually a pretty solid, understated performance by Busey. Like after that initial like couple of scenes where he's gonna really be like headed <laughs> he's a real person. Like, like everyone, no matter what business you're in, like you know people like that who are burnt out, and like someone shows up and reinvigorates them, and like they sure. rediscover why but, like they like they were in this to begin with. Like, well, let's talk about that specifically, though, right? So, what reinvigorated him was that super intense. Are you upset? No, See, super <laughs> cheesy. And don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of cheese in this movie. There is, and the, like that was why I thought I was going to hate the movie. But with the exception of like that in the beginning, they really hold off mm-hmm. on that till the end of the movie. And like the third act, it is. It's super cheesy. It's honestly, it's bad. Like it's 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 over the top. I. My original tweet length review was point break, almost written. <laughs> but, but they get uh, out of their system early on, and from then, like their relationship, even though they don't spend a ton of screen time together, actually it feels real and developed. As developed as it can be. Sure. It's still it yeah, it's still This, is, this isn't the English the, patient, but like No But like <laughs> it feels real and developed for what it is. Uh I, for what it is, sure. Spoiler alert. But what it alert. is, is it... When Gary Busey dies. Sure. I didn't shed a tear. But for what... <laughs> but for, no, but like, like, what I'm saying is like, it's not that movie, but like, for what it is, it okay. feels real and developed, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I guess what my point is that I, at this point in my life, I've seen so many buddy cop slash cop movies that are dramas or not dramas or comedy dramas it's not really clear uh that it's like this is just this is the generic formula that's what it felt like Some plus a bunch of adrenaline yeah that was definitely. like it's just tie that Which, together right like 1991 yeah but that this is where i mean we'll get into this but that's where that's where it really goes off the rails which is the the way that the entirety plays out between johnny and brody Bro, bodie 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 safa it's uh it's not it's ridiculous. It's of just it is. ridiculous. Of it is. Uh, <laughs> but yes, you're you're right. When the abuse dies, um, yeah, you see that coming from a mile away. What I did not see coming was that I was going to be able to smell his breath <laughs> through the camera. <laughs> he exhales so heavily into the frame <laughs> that I was like, "Ugh, I'm moist." <laughs> not care for that scene also that uh i like that that shotgun that hit him from a reasonable distance every bit (laughs) hit him oh it fucks (laughs) his shit up (laughs) but uh that was ridiculous um also while we're on the topic yeah and i'm gonna have to go through and do an audit but i just realized after watching this movie and i haven't seen gary Busey in a ton of things 
Mm-hmm. But I have to wonder whether if I evaluated his catalog, does he start to creep into the conversation? I'm not saying he would be equal to them, but just into the conversation with like Sean Bean and Liam Neeson for how many times he's died on screen. Oh, that's, I mean, I'm sure he does. He's got to be. Because in there. there's like legitimately three roles I can think of him, like seeing him in, and he dies in all. Oh, see, the first, it's unfortunate that the, the first role that came to mind, uh, he didn't die in. Okay, what's that? Uh, but now I'm second guessing myself, and I'm just going to double check real quick <laughs> that he was actually in that movie, and I'm not thinking of somebody else. Yeah, it's him. He does not die. In Rookie of the Year. He is, however, a washed-up baseball player whose career dies. <laughs> um, I don't remember Rookie of the Year. I know I must have seen it, but I don't recall it. Oh, man. We should do Rookie of the Year one day. <laughs> that feels like an extremely 90s movie that's going to be even cheesier than this. Uh, it's so good, though. <laughs> so, well, I think of Lethal Weapon, and he dies. It's also got Daniel Stern. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, he dies in Lethal Weapon. Um, sure, he sure. dies in this. Well, let's pull up... Let's pull up the abuse. Let's see if we can run through his catalog of movies that we've seen with him. Uh, yeah, Lethal Weapon, dead. Dies Point in, Break, dies in dead. This. He dies in... The Under f- Siege? He dies in The Firm. Okay. Um, I didn't see Under Siege. Uh, does, you have, right? I have seen Under Siege. It's been a very long time. This was one of the things that got me really excited about HBO Max. I was like, oh my god, Under Siege. I haven't seen that in so long. That was when I went through my Steven Seagal phase. That was like maybe three weeks, or but least, it was a phase. I think I've seen part of it, but it was a long time. I don't think I saw the whole movie. So I, I didn't even and remember it. Th- that, so. It has Under Siege 1 and Under Siege 2. And as I was scrolling through uh, and looking at the movies, I was like, Under Siege, like, that's, a, that's a silly, clever name for the movie, right? It's a, it, Under Siege. It's the submarine, the whole yeah. thing. Under Siege 2 is on the train. And I just think that it's really... Is that like Speed 2 Cruise Control? That's right. That's right. Um, uh, did he die in Gary Busey Pet Judge? I have no earthly idea. <laughs> he was in the last Sharknado. I would assume he dies in that as Gary Busey. I can tell you one thing he doesn't die in. And I only What's saw that? it fairly recently as part of it. He does not die in Silver Bullet. Okay. Okay. Does he die in Entourage? Probably not. Oh man, he is nuts in Entourage. Well, he's nuts in real life. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, he is playing himself, I'm pretty sure. But uh, he was in a lot of things. What's his credit count? Not his credit score. Not to be confused. <laughs> I don't know either one. So. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume the score is way lower than the count. <laughs> sorry, that's rude. Um, I'm not sorry. It doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, can you not get the count of movies from the IMDb app? You definitely I know you that when you're on the... You definitely can from the app. When you're on the site, I know that it says, like, films, and then like, or, like, actor. I mean, you definitely but, can. I, I will find it quickly. All right, you, you find it for me. Anyway, the abuse. Uh, yeah, he dies. He dies a lot. That, that's um, my main he does. He, do, he does die a lot. That, that's, that's fair. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Let's talk about him for a minute. I haven't seen him in a lot of things. I've seen Dirty Dancing. I've seen Point Break now. And I think once a really long time ago at Annie Cookie's house... I watched Ghost. <laughs> I've seen Ghost a bunch of times. By the way, 179 credits. Okay. All right. So he's not up there also, with the Also, he was in the Buddy Holly story as Buddy, and pretty sure he dies in that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, have you ever seen Roadhouse? I've seen like five minutes of Roadhouse and the Family Guy episode in which they continually reference Roadhouse. Oh, sure. Sure. 
when he's kicking the wheel yes, and everything. Yes, exactly that. Uh, do you think he died? He, uh, he died in Bikini Model Academy. I I I would <laughs> wager a lot of money that he did. <laughs> he definitely has to have died in Mansion of Blood. Sure, sure. Um, but anyway, Patrick Patrick Swayze, Crazy Swayze. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, Ghost, and obviously Patrick Swayze dies in that. Sure, uh, he is. He's playing that like I feel like he's the of all of the characters that are acting in this movie, right? Keanu Reeves is doing his best for the '90s, which is not great. Gary Busey, you know what? one is, of his better roles was that. Yeah, no, he was Gary good at this, which is part of why I yeah. like this movie. Um, Keanu Reeves, I noticed it was entirely dependent on what scene it is because there are some scenes where he does a pretty good job in, and there's some scenes where he does a hilariously bad job. Yeah. There's there's some there's some scenes like the ones where he's actually uh, when he when he was in the the restaurant and he's talking to the girl and he's like he's flirting with her and like getting her to like train him surfing pretty decent scene pretty good and then every other scene is cans <laughs> <laughs> no not every other scene but a lot of a bunch of scenes where it's cans uh, how about. Uh, <laughs> When he says, uh, lose something, bra, at the end, when he throws the Reagan mask at Patrick Swayze. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did you feel about that delivery? <laughs> cans. Um, cans. Okay. Back to a good delivery. When he meets the Buse for the first time. This is where I was like, I'm not sure yeah, how this movie's going to play out. And he's talking shit about yeah, him. Yeah. When that was actually a pretty decent scene. Yeah, yeah. And he also has, he's gets he gets some good jabs in. Yep. And I was like, okay. Maybe th- maybe the first minute of the movie is a little bumpy, and this will be a little bit better going forward. And then Gary Busey pulls the l- blindfold back over his eyes and goes, Wah! and jumps into the water. And that's the first time I noticed, huh, that was fully dubbed over. <laughs> and- <laughs> I didn't notice that, actually. And then I realized the rest of the movie the majority of the lines in action sequences are completely dubbed over it. So much so that the characters' mouths not moving <laughs> when they speak. I guess I didn't notice that. I did watch part of this movie on the projector, but with the light on because I it doesn't. It's a stupid conversation. But the point is, the visual quality was not at like optimal viewing. Like. For the whole movie, it like kind of interspersed for the first half of the movie. So, sure, sure. Well, I will. I I can say uh, that the majority of Keanu Reeves is yelling and screaming when something happens to him. Uh, his mouth is not moving, <laughs> and it's great. It's uh, it doesn't even bother me. I mean, it's actually, just, not terribly just, surprising. It's just funny. It's probably a lot cheaper to do that, especially like when you're like I don't know, jumping out of a plane because. They're sure. shooting that, I'm assuming, in midair, and the audio on that's mm-hmm. going to be god-awful. So you're going to do right. as much of that as possible, like, dubbed over at the end. Right. Because there's, there's so many of those lines that are way too clear for how they are clearly falling through the sky. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember exactly what it was. It might not have even been this scene, but this is how I remember it. Because it was one scene in particular where he has to pander to the audience and tell them exactly what's wrong in his shout. <laughs> And his mouth doesn't move. And I'm pretty sure it's when he slides down when he's chasing Reagan 
and he slides it down into whatever those things are that they use to shoot movies in California, like Terminator 2, when the truck is driving through like the sewer, <laughs> whatever that area is that he slid down into. And he oh, falls, yeah. you know, he, he slides down and then he falls maybe two, three feet and goes, ah, my leg. And it, his mouth does not move. <laughs> <laughs> Because they really had to explain. Uh, oh my god! I saw. By the way, I saw someone do that exact thing today. I was parked in a parking lot, and okay. someone was walking in front of my car—not directly in front of my car, but like let's call it ten feet in front of my car. And I was on the phone with my boss, sitting in my car, the car running. This person was walking, and I watched this person's knee clearly buckle, and that person toppled as if they got sucker punched in the jaw. Like no forward. And I didn't honestly see Oof. his hands get up in front of him to stop his fall. And I was like, oh, my God, did he smack his face on the ground? Because, like, he went, like, down oh, no. forward on his face, basically. And Ouch. I like, was like, I got to hang up, dude. Like, someone just fell in the parking lot. <laughs> and I got to make sure he's okay because he's not moving. <laughs> You're on the phone. You know, you know that Christmas toy? It's like a reindeer. And it's on a little platform, and you press the bottom, and the whole thing just collapses as if it That's no longer has bones. That's kind of how he fell, honestly. I just witnessed that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, go, yeah, dude, go ahead. And I was like, hung up. I was like, <laughs> like scrambling, like get my mask and like get out. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Because like he fell in the middle of the lane of the parking lot where like the cars drive Ooh. through to get to spots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I think I hurt my knee. I was like, you know, I saw that. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, going back to Point Break, let's talk about a couple other other things. First off, the romantic relationship of the movie. Not great. Not great. Uh, built on a house of lies, <laughs> but also not great. I was like, when that unfolded, the only thing that the only thing that was actually that that came out of that scene that was actually really good was how infuriated and betrayed she was. By the way, that he he got together with her. Shoots a gun at him. Right. What's that? Shoots a gun at him. Sure. But <laughs> that was maybe that was a little over the top. But the, uh, the, 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 the fury and the rage that she has perfectly warranted. Sure. And actually, really, I think that was actually maybe the best scene that was performed in the movie. I, was, I very much believed that she was betrayed by also, him. Also, one of like 13 different things that made me feel like they ripped off. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. But it was the other way. Sorry. <laughs> phrased it wrong. I phrased it right the first time we did it. Like, but yeah. Okay. That's very obvious. Yeah. This yeah. Totally, totally. Almost shot for but shot it, in a lot of. She's like, she's like really like, she's hyper upset. Right. And at this point in the movie, you're like, okay, everybody's being super over the top. Let's just take a chill pill for a second. And you're like, actually, you know what? Wait a minute. She's the only one that is rightfully this upset right now or this over the top. And it is because of that betrayal. And it was actually, it's pretty, pretty decent. Um, Although I have to say, and I mean, like, there's just nothing she can do about it. Like, it's just like, I could not stand her voice. Oh, she, she was in a lot of stuff. Lori Petty. Yeah, no, I know the name. I honestly don't think I've ever seen her in anything else, but. I just like I was like oh I just feel bad because her voice is obnoxious to me like it, it like there's nothing she can do about it it's just her voice like it, it is what it is she wasn't doing she a voice. was in like, a it's just her voice. bunch 
around that time. She's in a league of their own. Yeah, I never saw it. She was in. Uh, let's see what else she was in. Let me look up her name real quick. Uh, she was. I know she was in. Uh, in the army now. She was in Free Willy. I saw that. She's like in Orange movie. is the New Black. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, yes, it's a little irritating. Um, no more irritating than Keanu Reeves' voice, though. <laughs> when, 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 when we get bad Keanu voice, like, you drop something, bruh. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Not great. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, there's nothing she can do about it. It's just her voice. Like, it is what it is. And I, yeah. I, I figured it out. I, I, I weathered the storm. I'll be okay. It, I, it won't keep mm-hmm. me up nights. I, I promise. Uh, true or false, John C. McGinley only has one speed. <laughs> No, he's got two speeds. Um, <laughs> oh. But this is definitely like him honing what would eventually become Dr. Cox, for sure. Sure, sure. Different show if he says that line in Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would have got away with that on ABC. Um, but yeah, no. Th- so the thing is, like, all of his roles prior to this, hmm. actually even a couple of them afterwards, but like, this maybe was kind of the beginning of where he could do something different. He used to play a weasel all the time. Like, just like a total weasel. Like, Platoon, mm-hmm. specifically. Right. Super weaselly, like, plaintive, like, annoying, like, sniveling character. This yeah. predominantly not that. There's a little bit of that at the, like, the bank when they're arresting him and all that. But, like, other than that, like, this is more the Alpha Dr. Cox. I'm um, going to yeah. be the crotchety, like, boss type character like because there is a, certainly a lot of that in this character that the dr cox performance yeah uh, I, I, I was i was looking through some of my uh of my show, my notes for that like the rundown of the actual movie and i was thinking back to you were saying like the early did you say the first the first half the first two-thirds of the movie you thought were a little bit played out well and it was the specifically first, the, the first was, act i will give the middle act the first act yes okay okay I'll give you the first act. That's that's fair. The first act is great. It, it, not great. Sorry. The first act is 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 well constructed comparatively. Yes. Uh, and then we get into the actual hunting down of who is actually doing. So it, it's actually it's pretty compelling, I guess, up until the point of Busey finally telling him what his theory is. No, that happens pretty early in the movie. That's in, that's and early then, in the first act. Well, but I would say the second act starts with them hunting, like getting infiltrating the surfer gangs. How many acts of this movie are there? Well, th- that's the thing. The third act is very long, and it's all of the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, to me, the third act—it's actually maybe it's maybe it's four. To me, the third act of the movie kind of is around the time where she finds out that he's a federal agent. Okay, and you, and you okay. That's that's fair, but the second act in, in, a, traditional, that case, in a traditional three act structure, that's the third act. The, the, sure. the second act starts off when he meets Bodie and like plays a football game. Like it's after that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but the second act goes downhill pretty quickly as well. It's inconsistent. There's some good. There's some bad. So Which here's is why my, I was my, like, my, really, like, my biggest concern of like grace to the second act because like the investigation part of it. I think is good. All the other stuff is a little bit too nebulous. The investigation's good when he's running around pulling people's hair out. It's good. It's good stuff. I found it entertaining. I wouldn't say it, it was, was very. It was very entertaining. <laughs> now let's get to the point where they single out. Hey, this group of surfer dudes were shitty to me. It's gotta be them. <laughs> yeah, that's <so> fierce. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they go after this group of uh, uh, War Child and his friends. Uh, so one of those look, guys was Anthony skim, Kiedis, right? Skim right over War Child. What'd you say? One of those guys was Anthony Kiedis, wasn't it? I have no I'm idea. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, anyway, War Child is, uh, is, and his crew, we're gonna, we're, we're just assuming that they're the bank robbers, right? Granted, bad guys, right? They're just, well, I mean, to be fair, like, they're in the surfers at the beach that he specifically has chemically, like, like, the laboratory has said that it has to be from this area. Yeah. And they're huge juice bags with massive rap sheets, each of them, including a lot That's of right. drug stuff and all that. So, you know, I mean, like, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. It was reasonable a valid conclusion. Lead to chase totally, totally fair. Uh, I think it's. I think it's worth. Oh, it's worth following yes. up on. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I will say that we went through the trouble of getting a warrant, got the warrant, right? Then raided the house, which was botched because of a lawnmower. <laughs> We're not going to get into that bullshit. Then we get the. Uh, we we find out afterwards that of of course like of course of course there is an undercover agent that has been working it for three years. There is always for the first bust. There is like just skip the first bust. <laughs> At this point, between the nineties and the mid two thousands, there is always an undercover cop <laughs> who has been working the case for three to five years, <laughs> and you blew it, right? Yep, and we get that. Here's my question. This is a serious question. If you were to get a warrant, would that not pass through someone's eyes that might be in the know of why it should be denied? Maybe not tell them why it's denied, but deny it? I have a question for you. Did they get a warrant? They did. Are you sure? They did. Yes, that was the whole thing. I don't remember the specifics of the warrant getting. They got it. They asked for it. They got it. We'll have it by the morning. That's that's how that went down, and then they then they oh, assume yeah. so, they had so it then because when, they then well, Harp right the the McGinley character yeah. like flips out on them, mm-hmm. so he fucked up then. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. And he's and I and then he's it that's would his, make that's sense his job, that he's right? like, mad. That, the, the 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 supervisory agent in the FBI should have been liaising with the other federal agents in that area. Oh wow, this these guys have been arrested for many drug charges. Let's check in with the DEA. Oh, wow. We're right. running this? Guess we won't do this exactly. thing right now. See, yeah. It's a little thin. And that's, that's what my point is. And I feel like if you would have just, I, I don't know, cut one skydiving and or surfing scene, you could put in a little bit of work of how like he overlooked something and that he was at, in the wrong. And that's why he's acting so, like such a dick when it goes And on. also, that's great. And also, by the way, the thing that he nails them for, which, by the way, he was right to, to some extent, right? Like the whole thing about how can he be robbing a bank on August 2nd when he's in Florida on August 2nd. But again, that would have been a question that would have showed up in their meetings before the raid where Harp would have said, right. like, hey, we established that they were in town. No, actually, we haven't. Right. Like, that's something that, that like, before they do the raid, the boss should... Now, uh, this is crazy of me, right, to assume that the FBI would have a chit together on that, I guess, right? Like, they're only the most professional police agency in the world. Sure. Well, anyway, that bothered me. I found that frustrating. Uh, here's where it gets weird. Um, so here's my favorite, right? This is my favorite part. After, all right, we're in a surfer gang now, right? Like, that, that's happened. Mm-hmm. We've met Warchild and his group. They're clearly the ones. They did it, right? Find out, ah, shit, they didn't do it. At no point does Johnny Utah's character ever, ever, 
consider that the people that he's hanging out may have done it. <laughs> Until what was the defining clue? I don't remember. It was one of the mooning Bodhi. The way that the guy moon, the way that Nixon mooned the camera on the bank. Okay. That did it. I'm pretty sure that was the final straw. Yes. Got it. Well, first, first off, I'm pretty sure he saw four of them on surfboards and realized there was four of them robbing banks. Right. But then one of the moons, the rest of them just the way that, but when he, when he finally connects the dots, I don't remember specifically. I I think you might be, maybe that was the scene, but when he finally connects the dots and he's so blindsided by it, I was like, you're an FBI agent. (laughs) Like, you, you didn't question ever that the surfer gang that you got into that surfs at the beach where this, the robbers were traced back to may have been. Maybe even if you didn't well, that, believe that, that, that it would one, be them. That was the one part that was a little bit convincing, right? Is Bodhi runs into him at the one time at that beach, right? But the group, remember, like, I don't think they did a good enough job of explaining it in the movie. But the point was that they all were surfing at a bunch of different locations. They weren't always surfing at that beach. Yeah. Like, cause it would have been different, right? Like you're right. If like every time he shows up to that beach, they're always there. The one sure. time he's there and he runs into war child's gang. That's when Bodhi's there, but like, you don't know where he is and they are clearly at a right, beach but, all the time. But he is, he is, I mean, I, I think you're, I guess you're supposed to assume that, He's not at his A game because he found his passion in surfing. Because and also um, his passion not, in Laurie Petty. Let's not forget that in the final scene of the movie, are you surfing every day, bro? Yeah, is part of that. <laughs> that was rough. That was a rough one. Um, it's too much. Uh, <laughs> much but anyway, never much, question. Much. <laughs> when he realizes it, though, and he's like, <laughs> like it's it's too it's too intense. I'm like, yes, you moron it is quite possible that the assholes that you're hanging out with are doing the thing um and this is this is where i'm like so caught up with the fast and furious thing because obviously there's a lot of tropes right but like okay so the young gun shows up has to go undercover and infiltrate an action sports group does not know anything about it essentially like clearly shows off at all turns he's a noob somehow still ingratiates himself with them because of his like boyish charm accidentally follows the red herring of the other violent group sends the disastrous raid that doesn't get the information falls in love accidentally with the person that's associated to the thing which is a bit of a stretch for a three-week period she, but okay. she follows up and you know blows up over the whole thing when she finds out he finds out his betrayal to him when he finds out the group that he's embedded himself with is the one that it was all along. And it's because he was an idiot and was overlooking it all along, you know, mm-hmm. and then have to engage in more action sports to come to a resolution. Like it's basically the same movie. It's just one of them is surfing. One of them is racing. And one of them is actually from a technical standpoint done better than the other. And that one is this movie, not fast and the furious. Hmm. I would argue that Fast and the Furious is a better movie. I think it's a more entertaining movie. I will have to rewatch it to confirm that statement. And that movie is actually more consistently cheesy from start to finish than this one is. That's true. Maybe that's what helps, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a more entertaining it's, movie. It's, a, it's, a, it's an even, thin, perfectly symmetrical slice of cheese. Yeah, no, it is <laughs> consistently cheesy from start to finish. Whereas this you one. You can have any brew you want, Al. <laughs> as long as it's Corona. <laughs> 
Um, and Paul Walker has just as inconsistent delivery of his lines too, I guess. But uh, dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me. You never had me. You never had your <laughs> Um, but the this movie has a vibe to it, like. And I don't even love, like, that feels like a crutch description a lot of times, but you're talking about a surfing movie, so of course, like, sure. where it's, like, vibrant around. Like, there's sequences, especially in those, like, where he's learning how to surf, where it's, like, there is a vibe, like, you want to get lost in the waves, like, you want to just go in and surf and, like, not give a shit about anything in California. I've never wanted to surf. I would be a horrible surfer. I'm way too big and heavy. Hmm. Like, I really want to try it. It sounds fun. Sure, and I would fall on my face. Like, and also, there was uh, definitely, at some point, I realized that um jason siegel has definitely watched this movie too because the whole thing where she's teaching him how to jump is the oh she 100 percent says pop up it's, the, it's <laughs> the, the whole thing the whole thing from start to finish yeah the, the whole scene. scene but like you're allowed to rip off one scene from a movie like you're not allowed to rip off a whole movie right like um yeah. but like all of that sort of stuff like there's a like an unmistakable vibe where you just want to be a part of what's going on and some of the the scenery and some of like the way it was shot is really beautiful like where he's like surfing and he's like getting ready in this like sunrise and sunset and waves crashing around him and you know there's close-ups and there's they pan out and there's some handheld stuff later when they're like doing the chase scene in the reagan mask and mm-hmm. all that like there's some really cool stuff in here from a movie making perspective that like that's part that, of why oh, i'm giving this credit more so that's than you were that's totally fair they uh i will say there are there are certain um yeah there are certain set pieces that play out really well yeah uh, and certain that I'm pretty sure, and you got to tell me if I'm the only one thinking this here, but that are referenced in other movies. Like I thought that the the bank robbery, the one that goes well, uh, it feels like the choreography of the movement through the bank is almost one to one with what Christopher Nolan shot in The Dark Knight. There, there are some similarities to that too, and that's what I'm saying. Like this movie is clearly in, like inspired other movies after. I mean, Catherine Bigelow is a famous director. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. she is so. It's this is, movie is a big part of that. Like, I get yeah, that she well, won an Oscar later on with The Hurt Locker, but still, I saw. I I definitely saw a lot of parallels there with the bank robberies, and I I really enjoyed that. That uh, first bank robbery that you see was really like. Like a, the way it's shot, and like, like specifically, just like script, like acting, the like way it's done on screen, like mm. it's like a cool, intense bank robbery for something that happens really quick. And mm-hmm. I like the whole shtick of like they're all playing these different presidents and calling each other by their like nicknames or president names, and like the one of them being Nixon, he does a pretty good Nixon impression and all of that. Like the yeah. whole thing with him, but I'm not a crook with his hands up. Like yeah. it actually cracked me up a little bit. That. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, sure. He does it like three more times throughout the movie. I'm like, just stop. Yeah, no, but I, I'm talking about that scene. Yeah. The uh, the other thing is, uh, there's a line, that, I think it says like something like Little Hand says it's time to rock or something like that. The, don't they say that in Hot Fuzz? Yeah, but they reference that movie eight times in that. Oh, okay. The, I haven't remember, seen Hot Fuzz in a long oh, time. Yeah, no, remember, like, like one of the whole big cruxes is like him getting him to watch Point Break with him. Oh, I don't remember yeah, it. No, it's no. been, I guess it's no, been too long. Like, I vaguely remember that, letter. though. That movie's a love letter to Point Break, but, like, specifically, okay. there's a bunch of times where the Nick Frost character is literally referencing Point Break in the movie. Oh. He goes, have oh. you ever pointed a gun up in the air, shot it all, and screamed, ah! <laughs> and then, like, okay. when he finally gets him to watch the movie with him, they show that scene 
where he fires into the, you know, they see the Reagan. Oh man, my goodness. I've never seen the scene in the greater context. So I never knew hundred percent what was going on there. I've sure. literally just seen a close up on a guy wearing a Reagan mask, close up on Keanu Reeves, close up on a man in a Reagan mask, Keanu Reeves firing into the air going, ah, and like, he's just literally referencing the movie. Like in the yeah. world of the movie, he's referencing that actual movie. Uh, well, okay. So two, two notes. One before I forget, maybe we should do hot fuzz next week. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite. I love it. So that seems like it might be worth it. It's two. The one great thing about that scene is that he knows who's behind the mask. So that's why he does that, right? He doesn't sure. want to shoot him. And you can see from the close-up that the guy behind the mask has obviously recognized him. Right. Which is why, to me, where the thing starts unraveling is when... It's <laughs> where it goes from there. It goes with them. When they come and kidnap him... But they act like they're not kidnapping him. They're just doing the spontaneous, hey, we're surfers, bro. Let's go skydiving. Yeah. And yep. he just goes along with it. And I'm like, dude, you are staring at each other for a long minute before you shoot. He's wearing a mask. You weren't. Right. <laughs> and uh, let's not forget that they, uh, we're going to go on this. We're going to do this. We're going to do the skydiving scene. We're going to play. We're going to, yeah, we're, yep, with that. It's okay, we're not going to land on the ground. Uh, we're going to play <laughs> three-card money with the, with the parachutes. Uh, so Badly. clearly, it's, it's fairly safe to say that. Okay, so first things first is when he switched the parachute, I'm like, clearly, I couldn't use the parachute that's in front of me. <laughs> well, there were <laughs> things because he's like, hey, I know how we deal with this. And then they show up and then they bring him to skydiving. And I was like, okay, so they're going to throw him out of the plane. He's going to realize sure. it. And he's going to grab one of them and they're going to parachute. Nope. Sure. They survive. Because, like, it would have been the perfect crime to give him a shitty parachute, right? Like, Oh, 100%. And they were like, great. Now that we're done with that, we've kidnapped the girl. Yeah, it's so convoluted. This is why I'm saying the third act is like fucking jumping the shark in a half. Like it is. It's not good. Like, like some of it's fun, but it's not good. No, no, it's not good at all. But like Uh, to that point, most of it was. I think. Like again, some of it's cheesy, but I thought most of it was good until that point. But like, yeah, no, they like. So this is what you do. You throw him out of the plane, and I was like, oh, he's gonna jump and he's gonna grab one of them, and they're gonna parachute down together. Like, oh no, sorry. That's the end of the movie. They do it again, right. and then that's when he does no. it. Now, now you're going to come rob a bank with us, and Without a mask. you're not going to wear a mask so that you get in trouble, because this will be funny. Yeah. No, it wasn't even, right. you need to like atone, or we're going to turn it on your on its head, and like we're going to send it back at you, or you're going to go to prison, and we're going to get away with it. It's a perfect crime, or any of these things. It's just, ha-ha. Yeah. That's, that was it. Ha-ha. Uh, and then, of course, that goes awry because they get cocky. Yeah, and also this is the one time we're not going to do the thing we always do. That always works. Yeah. That works 100%. Very dumb. Yeah. Very dumb. Instead, they went with the, uh, I can't remember the name of the cologne, but I was going to say the cologne plan. What was the name of the Panther cologne? Sex Panther. Sex Panther. They went with the Sex Panther cologne plan. Uh, that could have worked, but didn't. Wait, Sex Panther or Sex Wax? Says, <laughs> yes. First of all, I'm gonna be honest. I'm 30 years old. I'm not exactly a prude. Never heard of sex wax. It's for uh, it's for surfboards, bro. Sorry, it's for surfboards, bro. It's well, it's certainly not for sex because I don't the, the specific usage. The specific usage that they use. Let's put it on this board, and you'll never slide on it. Seems like the opposite of something you want. It's the opposite of wax, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's not exactly literally the antithesis of lube. 
<laughs> you know that thing that makes everything super lubricated and the sex is great? Let's give you something that stops all of that to a screeching halt. Entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I That's great. Wait, I did not make that connection, but that's fantastic. Hang on a second. Is it for sex at a waterbed? Because we're talking about 1991. So this is sure. Like back then, waterbeds were. Th- mm-hmm. And I can imagine. Obviously, I've never been on a waterbed. I've never slept in a waterbed. I've never had sex in a waterbed. Sure. Would sex in a waterbed cause you to slide along the surface of the bed? And would you wax that bed so that you didn't slide on? Oh. Now I'm really reaching here. Sure, you are. You are. Because um, why would you ever want? That could work. A- Tacky if you want substance that prevents things sliding. If you want to pull on one little thing to make a small portion of the movie be acceptable, then that's fine. You could have gone that route with the waterbed. Uh, question on waterbeds. How bad were those for your back? I actually feel like it might be okay. That's where I'm wondering. I'm, I'm like on, I, I feel like it could go either way, right? There's a complete lack of support, but that would let the spine relax in the way that it sees fit, no? Yeah, wouldn't it kind of mold to you the way that memory foam does? I don't know. Getting out of it seems like it would be a nightmare. Though. Oh, getting in and out of the bed has to be a disaster. But once what you're is there... It, uh, how much algae is inside <laughs> of the waterbed? <laughs> is the is there a full living ecosystem inside of my waterbed? Oh, that's nasty. How many... I would like to look up and see if there are... Um, Doc, is it, if there's documentation on waterbed fiascos, right? Like a a, a pop or like a I mean, something's gone wrong inside of it. Like, like, there definitely have been ones that have popped and it's just not great. Right. Like, they're super expensive, or at least they were back then. Right. Can you get one today? Oh, they still sell them. Yeah? I'm pretty sure. It's like Sealy? Sell a waterbed. <laughs> water I'm sure if you, you know go what I mean? online right now and look up waterbed, you can find them. All right, I'm going to look it up right now. Where can I get a waterbed? Oh, I was going to beat you to it. Whoa! No, that's that's just a mattress. Well, I mean, it's a mattress for sure. Looks like two thousand dollars. Water beds. What you need to know. <laughs> oh wait, no. There's one here that's one hundred dollars. That's for surely great quality. <laughs> quality. <laughs> okay. Entire water bed with a garden hose. Now you only have to fill tubes called bladders. This makes the process less of a hassle. We're literally reading the new. same thing right now. Interesting. All right, so there's the new versions of the waterbed. Why do people buy waterbeds? The waterbed heater that comes with the mattress is ideal because the warm water is therapeutic. It can relieve pain in the back and legs. Wait a minute. Waterbed heater? You telling me my waterbed is a heated pool? It's telling you it could be. Interesting. A king waterbed holds around 235 gallons of water. Yeah, that's not surprising. Snaking a garden hose into your bedroom isn't always fun. So installation <laughs> is a drawback for many people. <laughs> this is from Purple. That's really funny. But can I buy one? Buy. Oh, here. I'll do waterbed. Waterbeds. And I'll do shopping. The old Google shopping tab. That purple thing still said... Uh, or sorry, one of these things. Said, Today, waterbeds make up only a very small fraction of overall bed and mattress sales. Most mm. home furnishing mm-hmm. retailers won't sell them. Some do. Some that do say it's been years since they actually class closed a deal. That was like five years ago. This is crazy. So they're super cheap. They're like in the two hundred to five hundred dollar range. It seems like. Oh, sorry. And then ranging all the way up to four thousand dollars. 
I'm not so sure what's going on there. <laughs> well, I have to imagine it's probably like a stronger tensile strength of like maybe the frame or maybe. the shell or whatever it is. Also, probably I have to imagine there's some sort of like ridges and like subdivisions within the thing. Like it's not just like a total like you fill it the way that oh, you would right. Fill, like, yeah, that's a what, that's what I was. Otherwise, you would just like sink. Yeah, so I have to imagine there's you something like that like provides some sort of rigidity and support and like kind of the way that yeah. you were talking about. Interesting. I am so fascinated by the concept of a waterbed. How did we get here? Sex wax. Sex wax. Thank you. All right. Anyway, uh, back to the movie. Um, all right. So, yeah, we uh, failed rob- robbery of the bank, uh, which we and then. Oh, oh, yeah. A bunch of people die. Right. Um one brother who uh, was he his brother or was he calling him like brother like my bro? I don't think any of them were actually physically his brother. Okay, so that guy dies. Um, cop dies. Unfortunate for him. He shouldn't have been a hero. He really should have just let it let it be. That was a really dumb plan. It was a very dumb plan. Um, also, the security security guard who was dragged into his plan against his will also died. That's right. That's right. Very unfortunate. Um, then. How did they, I forget what happens. Why doesn't Johnny go with them? Because he's not part of the crew. Oh, no. Um, Bodhi cracks him upside the head and he passes out. Oh, that's right. He knocks him out. He leaves him there for dead. Gets arrested. Yep. Gary Busey's like, no. Gets unarrested. Kind of. <laughs> also, he punches That is how that scene goes, though. That's how... That's that's a one for one. That is the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> he says no. <laughs> I would like to hear a John Mulaney recap of this movie. You know how he did the fugitive, like something like that of this movie. I feel like it would be perfect. Uh, yeah, he uh, he punches uh, Cox in the face. They they run to the airport. Uh, then Busey is standing behind a, a luggage carrier. The okay, here's like of the things to nitpick. It really bothered me that one of the members of the crew was in that building behind him. It, yes. He wasn't. Yes, I agree. He just wasn't. That it's not. That doesn't make sense. As soon as he comes out, I was like, "What are the odds he comes out directly behind him?" Right. Yeah. Stupid. Unnecessary. Uh, we have a pilot that's like, "I'm turning this shit down," and he's like, "No, you're not." He's twice. Like, All right. Twice. And he turns it back on, and he twice. Yeah, twice. He turns it off. They, comes out. They tell him to get back in. He does. Then later. I'm not flying you out of here. And they're like, yes, you are. And he goes, okay. And he gets back in the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, here's a question. Why does Johnny get on the plane? I forget. It was there. He wants to go and save Lori Pettit. He, I know that he wants to see her, but was it, it wasn't clear at all during this time that they were going to see him. It just that, no, they that were, were going to go see her. They were because if, because Bodhi keeps saying he doesn't want her to be hurt. Oh, but if he doesn't, right, if he show, doesn't up, show up, he will kill her. If, That's if right. he doesn't show up at the time and place, specifically he has to. So Johnny doesn't know where they are, so he goes, I'm coming along because when you release her and you guys make your escape, I'm taking her and making sure she's safe. Yeah. That's right. Okay, okay, fair enough. Then we have a... Uh, I would like to point out that the character that is shot that we get onto the... Who, Busey shoots him? Yes, he was in the shootout. Busey shot him, yes. We... We bring him onto the plane. There's no reason that that character doesn't die then and there. Not really. I mean, the other guy got shot more times. Sure. What I'm saying is he he's shot. He's going to die. We go through this whole rigmarole well, of Bo- getting Bodhi, him on the Bodhi plane. Bodhi thought like, that he wasn't 
like yet. Oh, he'll be able to hang on long enough. We'll be able to give him uh, medical attention. He won't have to go to prison. I know, but the fact that he gets him onto the plane and then he dies before he hits the ground, it just makes the whole thing move. Well, it's. I mean, it's it's to show how un, how out of touch with reality Bodhi was. Like, okay, that's. I'll, I'll give you that. So, uh, although, here although is what potentially I is huge flaw in the plan. Why does he go after Bodhi and not after the guy who he has already said to his face, you're going to die? Why doesn't he tackle that dude? Because it's a safer landing. Sure. That's a good point. But, that's a great point. But from the perspective of what you're asking, but actually, let's, I, it's, let's, more, it's, it's much less plot than it is thematically. Like, let's talk about this, though. About so he get, that Bodhi is totally out of control and doesn't... Well, not... Right. Johnny gets on the plane to go see... To go meet up with the girl so that he could save her, right? He's yeah. going to rendezvous with the girl and bring her home so the it's it's clear to me then and there was a third guy did they throw a parachute out of the plane no at some point okay no, so the no, parachutes no, no, no so what happened was one guy died in the bank they left him right another guy dies in the shootout on the tarmac third yes. guy gets shot survives gets dragged right. onto the plane fourth guy is Bodie. those are the four Okay, right. So the guy that gets shot and killed on the tarmac, mm-hmm. he shoots in the plane. What do you mean? Why does Johnny Utah dive out of the plane without a parachute? Well, they just didn't give him one. I know they didn't give him one, but the other guy, the one that died, he, they weren't wearing their parachutes. They were clearly throwing the parachutes into the plane in the scene prior before one of the guys dies outside of the plane. Mm. So his parachute's on the plane. Yeah, probably. Continuity error. But just go for it, right? Yeah. Fuck it. No time. I gotta jump. Yep. Which, like, so again, he dives. Like, to reiterate my point about third act, like, jumping the shark. Like, that is the most insane thing. Yeah, of course. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's something that I would do with my action figures. Sure. Ridiculous. Right? Like, and I would really like, enjoy it. beyond absurd. Don't get like, me wrong. Actually kind of obscenely absurd. Of, of course. Uh, and even though, even though, what bothers me the most about that scene, I should be most annoyed that he jumped out of the plane without his parachute over this girl that he met two weeks ago. What, yeah, the passage of time is unclear. What is most frustrating to me? <laughs> <laughs> the most frustrating bit is that when he is like, you're going to have to let go of it. You're pulling it. It's like, you got to pull it. I'm not going to pull it. Right? You got to let go of the gun if you want to do it. Right? That whole thing goes down. He lets go of the gun and it falls markedly faster than he is, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, because they would have reached terminal velocity at that point, most likely. <laughs> Unless you actively throw Unless it you at the threw ground. it downwards. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, in which case, it would probably only be a little bit further below him. <laughs> but still, it like, it like launches down and away. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know why I'm hung up on this, but this is really bothering me. (laughs) Anyway, that was dumb. They land there. They're all tangled up. The girl comes free. And the movie kind of ends. Because this movie has, well, we established that it's four acts and an epilogue. Is that how we're going to go about this? Three acts and an epilogue. Three acts and an epilogue? That's fair. Uh, That whole thing of like, so, you know... Bodhi gets away uh, with Rosie, who eventually gets killed in a knife fight with somebody who's a better knife man than he is. Yeah, I was a little confused by that part of the epilogue, actually, like as to how that helps him track him. Yeah, what I was confused about is that how did you just miss him in all of these places? Hang on. I think actually the quote I'm pretty sure. I just missed you 
by a week. E- yes. Yeah. Okay. First off, how do you know that? Um, but the whole the whole thing, I'm pretty sure, is on IMDb. Let me let me pull this up real quick. I've been to every city in Mexico. Came across an unclaimed piece of meat in Baja. Turned out to be Rosie. Guess he picked a knife fight with somebody better. Found a passport of yours in Sumatra. Missed you by about a week in Fiji. But I knew you wouldn't miss the 50-year storm, Bodie. Why not just wait? Which, also, <laughs> 1991. Internet yep. is in its very fledgling state. Not the internet. Not the, the uh, information superhighway. Not total interconnectedness that we've known for the past, like, 15 years. Sure. How the fuck has he been spending his time traveling from, like, Mexico to Fiji? He just knows the 50-year storm is going to be in Australia? How? Well, no, we know that it's going to be in Australia. That was earlier in the movie. They talked about that. Wait, uh, did he say Australia specifically? I remember he said it starts in the Pacific and it's going to work its way up the coast to California. A few of the people were arguing about where it would be, like where the best waves would be, and Bodie said that's where it was going to be. Okay, so I I guess I kind of missed that part of the explanation. I remember the one bit of continuity they actually stuck to. I thought I remember him saying in like the South Pacific or whatever, and it's going to work its way up the coast and it'll be in California at some point or whatever. And just here is where we think it'll be the best for the most best waves or whatever. Well, um, but I mean, he, he, the, well, you're concerned about how he's tracking him down. He's still part of the FBI, which that, that's the, that is the, is the better argument to make is how, how when he shows up with the girl and they give the whole story and she gives the whole story. Yeah. It's more realistic that he wouldn't have actually been arrested in that scene. Like it would have been understandable of what was going on. I mean, certainly they have to investigate, but yeah, like why he ends up in cuffs in that moment. I never fully understood that. I was like, yeah, it seems unnecessary. Yeah, that was, that was unnecessary. Like, it's but like, he was... just like know anything about the character, like what's going on here. It's obvious he's not just going to go rob a bank all of a sudden. Like, oh, he spent all this time investigating these guys. He found the guys that none of you could find, and he's going to join them? Right. Right. So, like, yeah, so he uh, obviously, so he's still part of the FBI. I guess they gave him the go ahead to go ahead and, and still find Bodhi out there. And he went through all this trouble just so that when he finally finds him, he could then throw his badge away. That's that. Is the that is the '90s cop movie is throwing your badge? Is the I'm too I'm too old for this shit. I'm done with this shit. Even though he's 25, throwing your even though he's 25, he's seen some shit. Throws the badge. He's done with it. Which was yeah, like again, like he went he went through the like the process of getting his name cleared so he could rejoin the FBI, continue this investigation. Because even if they let him come back and said, hey, listen, you're good. Like there'd be a probationary period where it's like, listen, you did a good job, but like. Like, because, like, you found the guys. And, like, we caught slash killed a bunch of them. But also your partner died and the main guy got away. We're not just going to let you chase him around the globe alone. And Mm -hmm. you can go arrest him with, like, all of the Australian authorities. Like, that's not exactly how that works. And then if it does, you're going to throw your badge away at that moment? Like, I would have bought it more if it was just became his, like, sole, like, controlling thing. And he just went and tracked him down. And managed to find a way to convince some local authority to arrest them. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, as frustrating as that whole thing is, it did lead to what is my favorite scene of the movie. I mean that that scene again at the end was pretty great. Like with, I don't know, no, I don't think you understand what my favorite scene of the movie okay. is. My favorite scene of the movie is clearly the guy that won a contest to be on screen for a certain amount of time. 
and the camera goes full frame with his face, and he shouts directly at the audience, we'll get it when he comes back in! <laughs> I thought it was the guy who, who like, close up on his face and he says, no one's out there. Yeah, you'll die immediately. It's death on a stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we'll get him when he comes back in, and then we have Keanu walking away in what will become the Keanu walk away swagger mm-hmm. that he does. Yep. He has like a, a certain arm flow left and right thing that he does, where he's kind of like a weird shapes moving, <laughs> and he goes, "He's not coming back." But he only says it to himself. <laughs> and then he throws his badge away. And it's meant to be super symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. But it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie was a treat. I do have one more quote, but I'm actually going to I'm gonna replace the ending of this episode with that quote. So you, you be on the lookout for that when we actually get to the closing of the show. Okay. Before we get there, there's two more things. One is I'm going to, like I said, I want to run down my script points because I think if you if you read it in quick succession, this look, what is the script of this movie? It's pretty funny. Uh, and then before we do that, though, do you have any other closing thoughts or notes on this film? No, I think we talked. Film was that's that was too nice <laughs> on this movie. Um, I think I'm good on this one. All right, you ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this as quickly as possible. Script points. Bank robbery. Intro to our cops. Undercover surfer operation. Pulling out people's hair on the beach. Love interest-ish established. On lies. Surfer bros. Did we just become best friends? Surfer bad boy surfers. Yup. Immediate jump to conclusions with no evidence raid. How did no one not end up in the lawnmower? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Obligatory. I, I someone... Whether it be a finger, a hand, an right. arm, a foot, a, a face. head, someone was yeah. going to get hit by it. No. Nope, just a knife. And, and, and nobody, yeah, just a knife. Obligatory, you blew three years worth of investigations, even though I know they had bricks of cocaine and an arsenal of illegal weapons. It's definitely surfers, though. No other leads necessary. It wasn't those surfers. Oh my God. What if it's my surfers? No. We know where they are. We know where they're going to be. So we will purposefully not pay attention to trigger the chase sequence. I forgot about that. <laughs> they knew where the bank robbery was going to be. They called it. And then to make sure that there's enough time for them to get away so that they have to chase him, Johnny Utah is sent to go get two sandwiches. Yeah, Gary Busey fucked that one. How did we forget about the gas station flamethrower? I did. It was pretty badass. Um, also, it was pretty badass. As part of like the whole thing of like, oh, like Bodie obviously knows it's him. Like when you're getting charged by someone and they're shoot, they're standing in the middle of the street and they're shooting a gun at you, you're gonna recognize that person's face. That's right. But it's not until later when he shoots it up in the air and he screams, ah, that he realizes. Yeah, it's him. that's when he notices. So we've got the gas station, uh, gas station flamethrower followed by gas station explosion in the background, which uh, that was pretty great. That scene when they're chasing through the town and the gas station, you see it explode in the, like, the cloud of flames and smoke yeah. behind them. That's pretty cool. Uh, running through people's houses and knowing exactly where the front door and back doors are. Also, all of those doors are unlocked. Perfect. This is a different time. I can't shoot him. He's my bro. He didn't say that line. But that's what I heard him say when he was <laughs> shooting the gun in the air. 
uh, when he will shoot stray bullets into the sky, like, a lot. That's the note that I had on that scene. Uh, she finds out, did you make up that shit about your parents? And then I went, oh, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh, but we're all still friends, so skydiving. But we're enemies now, so kidnapping. Now, <laughs> this, this is the entire script. Now you must, now you must rob this bank with, with me and no mask. But the cops know he's a cop, so why is this an issue? Cox gets cocked. <laughs> Tracked down by the baddies. Wait, also, hang on a second. That, that undercover cop did a really bad job, because he pulls the badge out, screams, undercover FBI, don't shoot. Then he shoots. Well, when, uh, Keanu screams undercover FBI. Yeah. And like yeah. he screams undercover undercover FBI. Oh, oh, and the other don't oh and the cop gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Then there's a long pause. Yeah. And then the guy shoots him. And then he said, Oh, Meg, you startled me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. Exactly what he does, yes. Except with a gun. Alright, so then we track down the baddies, the plane engines are on, off, on, off, on again. This is very <laughs> This is very distracting, causing an excessive shooting, and very accurate from a distance, gunning down by Busey, with a uh, uh, gunning down of Busey, sorry, with a shotgun. At least he exhales directly into Keanu's face as he goes down. Johnny is on the plane now because reasons. Uh, You cleared that up for me, so I appreciate that. We keep the one guy alive so he can die on his way to the ground. At least he died after his pulling his chute. That's about it. There's no reason for that. Johnny jumps out of the plane without a parachute. I'm not sure how he had to drop. I don't not sure why he had to drop the gun to pull the chute. I'm also not sure why the gun fell much faster than he did. I forgot that I wrote this in here before we talked about it earlier. <laughs> he had to drop the gun because he didn't have enough hands to hold on to him and pull the chute. Sure. But like I said, you could probably just kind of like gently release it, pull the chute and grab it again. But that's that's. Maybe, or there. maybe, or I don't know. Tuck it into one of your six hundred pockets. Sure, but I think the whole um, point was that as soon as the gun isn't pointed at Bodie's head, Bodie attacked. I'm not sure how they survived when the chute opened just before they hit the ground. I'm not sure how they're going to walk home from Mexico. Epilogue. <laughs> Raining. Fifty year storm. Finally track this guy down. Other last remaining member of the Surfer Brotherhood dead because, of course, he's dead. He's a hothead. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> Fight on the beach. Handcuffs. Aw, oh, man, you got me. But one more wave? Okay. Just one. <laughs> Point break, 1991. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's a fun movie. All right, Al. I think we've rambled on long enough. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to flicksinasix at thespintune.com or tweet us at thespintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm young, dumb, and full of cum. Vacant, yes! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>